0: ago that never fade away, and I remember your face, when you hit the ground I can recall the time and place, on a midnight walk, through the old streets, trying to turn back the clock, to the days of... That 482
1: hours and two minutes I have to deal with this card. <laughs> okay. uh, let's see here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. I just replaced my SD card and I was just laughing because I have 482 hours and two minutes available on this uh, card. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have a fun show to uh, for you today. Uh, Mr. Spliff is going to be on here. D, take it away from me, uh, my friend. Tell people what they cannot uh, do.
2: What's going on, everybody? I hope everyone had a good day. This is a choice for educational and entertainment purposes only. Has to be 21 and over. It's not yet to get out. I'll eat your brains.
1: That's the way. Uh, thank you, Dee. And I just realized that I probably don't have the list of stuff. Oh, no, there we go, uh, that I have to say pulled up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the other day, uh, Dee kindly did a uh, takeover on Saturday. And I thought it was enough to basically say like, oh, hey, 21 plus blah, 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 blah. And D actually said it as well. No, it wasn't enough. Ladies and gentlemen, it was uh, struck, not struck. Thankfully, there wasn't a strike, but it was basically pinged, I guess we'll call it. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to get back to it. So please, uh, first off, uh, the show is for 21 uh, and over, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, in my area, it's 21 and over. We do occasionally talk about alcohol as well as cannabis and other things. So you have to be 21 and over where I am. If your local rules are different, uh, whatever they pertain to be, uh, whatever they pertain what whatever the fuck am I trying to say? That's probably the wrong word. Whatever your rules are, where you are. Please follow them, ladies and gentlemen, Uh, whether they be age or location, or even if honestly cannabis or anything else is illegal, please follow those rules. Uh, Once again, before we even start the show, if you guys hear us incidentally talking about cannabis, for example, the guest on the show tonight, Mr. Spliff, uh, his name is actually Mr. Spliff of Cannabis. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're not actually talking about cannabis. We're talking about stunt cannabis. If you didn't know, we used to talk about cannabis, but we've grown better. We've gotten smarter uh, in, in more recent times, and also the channel almost gotten taken that got taken down. So ladies and gentlemen, we've replaced all the cannabis on the show. Everyone that comes on the show, I FedExed overnight basically uh Hollywood magic cannabis that I'm, it's actually patent pending. Uh, I'm looking for investors right now. Uh, it's basically just like your favorite cannabis, but it, totally not. It's basically the herbal version of it essentially. So it looks and basically looks just like cannabis, but in every other way, it's different. For example, it's completely and totally legal. Uh, no matter where you are, even if you were in Azerbaijan or North Korea, it would still be legal. Magic, ladies and gentlemen, Hollywood magic. Uh, so, today, actually, this is my first uh, shipment of the Hollywood Magic cannabis with a K, actually, because I couldn't have the C, wouldn't you know it? Uh, so, it's actually courtesy of me. It wasn't uh, Avatar or anything else courtesy of me this time. Uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how the guys like it because, uh, you know, the, the, the Madman and Avatar cannabis, like, it, you know, it was touched by celebrities, right? So, like, the cannabis was better somehow. The the, the, the pseudo cannabis was better that way. We'll see what the guys think because it's fresher. You know, it was, it was made last year. It's fresher. It's fresher, ladies and gentlemen. In the meantime, if you guys have any wonder uh, about uh, what this channel is about, uh, we'll get to what it's about in the future. Uh, But first, we have to say a few things so that no shenanigans shitheads can uh, report it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're into extremely dangerous challenges, we are not the channel for you. We will not be discussing any kind of extremely dangerous challenges. If we challenge each other, it's going to be to a small amount of uh, brownies that we will eat or I don't know who can eat the best chocolate chip cookie or something. We're not going to do anything dangerous or stupid, ladies and gentlemen. Please go look somewhere else, honestly, and uh, frankly, check your head for uh, extremely dangerous challenges. They will not be found here. We do not do any dangerous or threatening pranks on this show. We certainly don't do any kind of pranks whatsoever, frankly, uh, and uh, if they were involving any kind of uh, bodily harm or violence or any of any other kind, ladies and gentlemen, we definitely don't do anything like that. Please look elsewhere for that. We certainly won't give you any instructions to kill or harm. Showing viewers how to perform activities meant to kill or maim others is not going to be found on this channel. Uh, for example, giving instructions to build a bomb meant to injure or kill others. We definitely won't be teaching you how to build a bomb, ladies and gentlemen. Please seek no. help. Uh, if you need to go uh, build a bomb, maybe build a cherry bomb or a chocolate bomb or something in your kitchen and eat it then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, do not under any circumstances think that you're going to be looking, uh, uh, learning anything about actual bombs from this channel. If you are, go fuck yourself, frankly. Uh, Hard drug use or creation is not going to be discussed on this channel, ladies and gentlemen. Content that that depicts abuse of or uh, giving instructions on how to create hard drugs such as cocaine or opioids will not be found in this show. Hard drugs are defined as drugs that can mostly lead to physical addiction. We will not be discussing in any way uh, cocaine, heroin, morphine, any kind of other opiates or hard drugs, uh, how you can make them, sell them, distribute them, participate with them, even know about them further. Uh, It's possible some of the people on the show will discuss their past lives. Basically, uh, uh, arguably, it could even be their fictional past because we don't really check at the door, but they'll be telling stories of their past. Things that happened in the past tense ladies and gentlemen that are very certainly past the statute of limitations and most importantly are their opinion and their personal recollection of uh, details never in uh uh how do i say this never in a positive light of those drugs ladies and gentlemen we only ever discuss cautionary tales of talking about hard drugs or uh uh yeah hard drugs. We won't be discussing eating disorders, ladies and gentlemen. Content that praises, glorifies, or encourages viewers to imitate uh, anorexia or other eating disorders will not be found on this channel whatsoever. You will not be discussing eating disorders. Uh, By the way, eating disorders are characterized by abnormal or disturbed eating habits, which negatively affect a person's health, including eating non-food items. You might wonder what that is, but there's people who eat clay and so so forth. We will not be discussing that, ladies and gentlemen. I think the best use for clay is to play with with your hands, to make things with little dogs and cats and stuff, and then... uh, or cups or something. I don't know. I don't have a handmade thing right in front. Oh, no, I do. I have a little tiny, like, kind of fake ashtray chimney thingy. Anyway, that's made of clay. I don't know if you can see that, but uh, because I can't see the camera right now. Don't eat clay, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, please eat normally. We do not encourage you to eat abnormally in any way. Please eat the way that you should be eating. Whatever the fuck that is, that's not my problem to discuss, but you will not be just learning. Frankly, you will not be learning about eating from me. We will not be instructing you to cheat or thieve uh, to, th- to steal that would be the fucking word <laughs> to to thiefery uh, ladies and gentlemen uh, instructional theft or cheating is not found in the show we will not be showing viewers how to steal okay. tangible goods or promoting any kind of dishonest behavior what's that Flora
3: Unless it's the steal of a deal. on That's exactly right.
1: Steal of a deal on an off fucking Fubidoro. That's, that, that's what we might teach you about, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. Otherwise, no dishonesty. Uh, we will not be teaching you how to hack anything, ladies and gentlemen, whether that be wood or a website, ladies and gentlemen, demonstrating how to use computers or information technology with the intent to steal credentials, compromise personal data, or cause serious harm to others such as, but not limited to, Hacking into social media accounts will not be fucking found on this channel. Bypassing digital payments or payment for digital content or services will not be found on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Showing viewers how to use apps, websites, or other information technologies to gain unauthorized access to audio content, audiovisual content, full video games, software, or streaming services that normally require payment will not be found on this channel. If you wonder why I have to say all this absolute fucking shenanigan garbage, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's because the channel gets reported anytime that I don't now. So the the few shows that have been on the channel, you probably know if you've been a long time viewer, I took all the old shows down basically because they didn't have all these new rules. Any show that we don't do that basically the one show that D didn't do that whole fucking 10 minute spiel got hit, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, thank you very much to the troll. You are a wonderful rat and I'm, I'm sure you're extremely proud of yourself as a person. In the meantime, there is nothing to be found on this show, ladies and gentlemen, that is even remotely illegal. If we were to discuss cannabis, if we were to discuss, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we're only talking about fake cannabis. But if we were to discuss cannabis, please mind you that in all of the localities where we are found, the people that are on the panel here, and frankly, many of the people in the chat as well, hopefully all of them, uh, we are all in legal areas, ladies and gentlemen where D is right there. Uh, It's federally legal. You can't touch it with a stick if you wanted to. Completely legal. Uh, uh, Can't touch Mm. this. Uh, They can mail it to each other, ladies and gentlemen. Perfectly legally. They can mail weed. Jars of weed they can mail perfectly legally. Where uh, Florinugs, Smashed, and I are found. Uh, Weed is de facto legal, basically. It's not federally legal in the United States, but it's been basically given to the states, and our individual states have made it uh, both, in many cases, medically and also recreationally legal. Oh. Uh, I don't know about every single state you know, in the entire country that all the people uh, hop on. Some of them are medical, some of them are recreational, some of them are both. Uh, but in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, if we were to talk about cannabis, it would be completely and totally legal. If we were to talk about growing it, smoking it, giving it to each other, giving clones of it to each other, giving seeds of it to each other, those are explicitly legal, by the way, in all 50 states, thanks to the hemp bill excuse me, the hemp bill of, what was it, 2018, 2019. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, according to the hemp bill, cannabis seeds and cannabis clones both do not have any THC on them and are therefore effectively not cannabis. They're basically just hemp. They're perfectly legal to send back and forth across state lines. We could talk about that to our heart's content. So, ladies and gentlemen, there is absolutely nothing whatsoever to report on this channel. Uh, Please uh, go elsewhere. Maybe go watch a movie. Go uh, walk your dog. If you have a dog, that'd be nice. Uh, 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 Tired dog's a good dog, so uh, go have fun with your dog. Go do something else more productive instead of reporting this show. Uh, And uh, most importantly, rats are kind of garbage, so uh, maybe don't do that. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, by the way, guest rules. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, Let me double check that. uh, Okay, so Mr. Spliff is coming on a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a great guest tonight. uh, Mr. Spliff of Cannabis, good buddy of Flora's. Uh, In fact, I met him on Flora's channel. So uh, we were talking about it uh, just the other day and I was like, oh, wouldn't it be great to just uh, have Mr. Spliff on the show? sooner rather than later, right? Like, why wait for a good thing? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, so I asked him on, and sure enough, he's here. Uh, (laughs) What's uh, he's laughing about? Something that is absolutely hilarious, probably that I said, because I'm super hilarious. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, what we're going to do is, uh, like he was saying, guest rules apply. So uh, if you guys have been on the show before, and uh, I didn't seem to have a problem with it in any way, which is basically almost all of you, you guys are welcome to hop on. But, you know, try to be a little bit uh, uh, discreet, basically, about when you hop on here. Please make sure your audio is uh, muted uh, because sometimes we have you know audio mix-ups and stuff. Please don't have your speakers blaring, whatever, in the background. It's very dis- uh, distracting. But in the meantime, if you've been on the show before, you're welcome to hop on here uh, quietly, discreetly, like I said. If you haven't been on the show before, uh, there's a good chance that we won't let you on the show tonight, uh, but you can ask politely in the channel, tag me, basically tag at Fumidor and the flavors. Uh, and for example, ask a question, maybe you'd like a, as a, to ask Mr. Spliff a question. Perhaps you're growing one of his strains. That would be delightful if you're actually growing one of his strains. Uh, please tell us that. Tell us you'd like to show off your garden or something good chance we might let you on uh, just basically ask politely and you may receive Later, receive uh, you may receive ladies and gentlemen so just uh, uh keep it in mind that uh uh yeah play cool and that by by the way goes for everybody else if we do let you on the show even if you've been on the show before because there's been some people who've turned squarely over time which is weird Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're not welcome to be squarely on the show. You can be opinionated if you'd like. Uh, that's fine. I mean, if you have a, a sincere opinion, you're welcome to You're welcome to have it and back it up. But uh, please don't come on here to argue. We're, we're really not here to have a conversation with you and you alone. That sometimes happens. Remember that it's a group discussion, ladies and gentlemen. When the guest is on here, uh, if you have a question, ask the guest a question. But don't interject your own opinions as if they're gospel. Uh, what was I gonna say? Uh wrenches in the chat. By the way, that's a good reminder. Uh, there's only really one moderator in the chat right now, except for me, I guess, because if I say something, something. I think my name, yeah, it's yellow. Uh, but basically, uh due to some shenanigans. There's just endless shenanigans with some fucking people that just don't have better things to do, I guess. Fucking trivia night? I mean, Jesus, H Christ. Like, how many things are there to do in this life? I mean, learn learning how to sing? I don't know, I don't know. Guitar, fucking online guitar lessons. I don't know, whatever. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, instead of that, we've had just endless fucking, it's probably the same people doing the same stuff. It could be different people. That's kind of sad too. But in the meantime, uh, we had a new problem where uh, Eagle Gardens actually pointed this out. Shout out very much to Eagle Gardens because otherwise I actually probably wouldn't have noticed it for a really long time. Uh, Somebody had been banning a bunch of people. And when I say a bunch, literally like 150 people. And so there's been probably a lot of people who were like, the fuck? Fumi doesn't like me. Like he banned me from the chat or something. And they probably like huff, puff, puff or something. You know, who knows, right? Like I would think the same thing. I'm like, what the the F? Like I got banned for saying nothing. Somebody that was basically a blue name in the past that we trusted in the past to have that tiny little authority of being able to ban the little sex robots and whatever. Somebody was basically banning a bunch of people, including Eagle Gardens, including Star Delta Nine, including Crime War grows including Grokoski, including a bunch of people that have never done anything to deserve a ban on this fucking channel. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever wondered if I, how do I say this, uh, meant to ban you or if you are supposed to be banned or whatever, you would have heard from me in the fucking chat. Like if you did something douchey. Like there was a couple, you know, sorting through all those names. There were a couple people I was like, oh, don't unban that person. Uh, there were a couple of people that just acted like fucking shit tools. And I basically said, please be quiet. Please da-da-da. Give them a couple warnings. And then you're out, basically. Uh, if you're not one of those people, if I didn't basically tell you you're about to get fucking banned, then there's a very good chance you didn't get banned intentionally, folks. So uh, my apologies for that. But uh, until we figure out how to avoid that in the future without me just literally going back to that list over and over and over again, we're gonna leave it at one or two mods we might add a couple here and there maybe i'll make smash to mods stuff like that i don't know we'll figure it out because I mean, it's nice to have a couple different people as mods oh I, th- I see a couple people in chat speaking of Grokowski, cheers my friend uh grokoski was i mean Grokowski was banned in my freaking chat with the f really? yeah he was fucking banned yeah can you believe that anyway and it was like a repetitive thing that's how i knew it wasn't a glitch because it happened a couple of different times like Whatever. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're wondering why no one is a mod anymore, that's why no one's a mod. It was easier just to clean house and uh, start from from scratch. So, uh, no offense meant, ladies and gentlemen. I know for some folks, it's like, what the fuck? My membership card is gone. Hopefully, we can get it back these days, ladies and gentlemen. We'll figure it out. In the meantime, uh, I guess we'll just sit around away from Mr. Spliff a little bit. Uh, oh, I was going to create breakout rooms for him so that he can. Because uh, uh, I'm in. Uh, Mr. Spliff is famous for for not being super great
3: at uh, technology. What's that, Flora? I'm in. Uh, I said I've been texting him over the past few minutes. Right on. And I sent him the link to the chat to the to watch the show. Nice. And uh, he wanted to know the name of it. Um, did you drop a link into? Oh, I did not give him a link for the show itself. I give him a link for the channel. Hold on. So, for
1: example, he probably wants to actually maybe. Because I don't think
3: he has, I don't know that he's used Zoom. Because we don't, I don't, I don't use Zoom online.
1: I gotcha. Uh, For what it's worth, he said he had uh, Zoom on his phone. You can totally talk on the phone. Uh, And weirdly enough, these days, the mics on phones are actually better than a lot of computers. Or if he could download Zoom on the computer, that would be super helpful. Because then all he has to do is hit that link. and He should be able to go live with us. Uh, But let's see here. I will
2: share Um, this link. If you don't have Zoom, I'm pretty sure you can do it over a browser, too. But, I mean, it works just the same
3: as StreamYard, pretty much. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I, I use the uh, Zoom app on the PC, so I wasn't sure about the web, but just, if it worked through the browser or not. That's cool. Pretty sure you can? Yeah, you probably can. I just never tried that.
1: <clears throat> so we got somebody entering, I think, under his real name. So let me see here. Can we change his name?
3: Oh, the right-click and change it.
1: Fuck, how do I? Yeah, that's the thing. I can't seem to right-click on it.
3: Should we, if you go to the na- top right corner, like cover over it. I'm sure three little dots. Yeah, it will, it's like yeah, one of no. those dots.
1: How bizarre is that? Really? All right. I was trying to create a breakout room.
3: Let me um, text him and so tell him to change it. There we go. It's
1: So annoying if I could just add him to the breakout room. That was the idea. Okay, I didn't practice that, did I? <laughs> That's the problem. I didn't practice this shit. Uh damn. Trimming has
2: started over here.
1: I mean if he enters under no camera. Text-
2: yeah, he won't be able
3: to see him on YouTube. We'll just be able to see him if he has no camera on. Yeah, you what know, it's easier. Right. The name. Yeah, no camera, then it wouldn't it won't show up on live exactly. <laughs> but who knows if he knows that?
1: Oh, you know what? I could add him really quick and then change his oh, but but sure. I don't want it just in case. We were talking about it to Flora earlier. It's like, man, I mean, you know, these days, like we were talking about, we're in legal states and stuff. We're not breaking the law. But it's like, dude, you, you kind of don't want your name out there. You know what I mean? It's not like a big fucking state secret, but it's just like we were discussing it before the show. It's like there's people that you don't want necessarily to know your fucking name. And so that's the problem. And so you're like, I'm just always kind of conscientious, like eh, try to keep that shit as private as possible because you never know who's watching. You know, like I say, it's just like, it's a bizarre thing because really like a lot of us probably would be better, honestly, if most of us, frankly, used our names, you know, most of the time in business to be legitimate, you usually have to use your name. And so that's kind of a chicken and egg thing now. Like, you know, I don't know, how do I say this? Uh, the whole vibe of cannabis, with you know, people with the tattoos and everything else and the weird fucking names, it works against us a little bit. You know what I mean? Times are changing a little bit. Like the tattoos are now normal in business and so, and so forth, but still all of that together kind of. Counts to make us all look a little bit weird. Uh, Cheers, rim purple. What's going on? Uh, Oh, by the way, welcome, everybody. Uh, He's still not changing his name. Maybe I could really quickly fucking change his name for Uh, him. Can
3: he turn his camera off anyway?
1: I mean, he'll probably enter without turning on his camera. You know what? Just text him when he joins. When I click admit, just don't turn on his camera for a second, and I'll change his name because I can change it super easily. Yeah, as soon as he's
2: in here, he'll be able (laughs) to hear you, too.
1: Yeah, that's true, too well, he'll have to like connect to audio and then, but the most important, like when he just enters, don't automatically click like, Oh, would you like to turn on the camera? It'll basically ask him, uh, cheers folks in the chat. Cheers. Uh, who's in here?
2: Uh, somebody was asking me a question. Uh, Okay, D Grossome Some Boof. So, I, yeah, I would have thought that this is a troll.
1: Uh, D Gross Some Boof says, Hi, if you been the flavors. I've been lurking for a long time, but I haven't commented because I don't want you to think I'm trolling my Canadian brother, D Zombie. Uh, we rep 416. LOL. Uh, I don't know. D, what do you think? Uh, D Gross Some Boof is saying hello. I don't know. Is that a fucking troll or is that a normal person? I don't know. I guess we can discuss. Uh, cheers, get up, gal. Good to see you. Uh, who else in the chat here? I've actually forgotten to say hello to everyone.
2: Uh, what's that, D? Yeah, actually that person actually is in the Discord too. I've Oh, right on. Yeah. So I don't know. That's weird. But uh, cool. What's up? By the way, welcome to you. I forgot to say hello to everybody. Uh what's going on, my friend? What's good? What's the word? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, chat? I'm trying to send a link out to my buddy. He wants to come and watch the show tonight. Um, I'm smoking on some uh stunt cannabis. I got some Pink Star and uh what's that one there's one that's really good pink uh shit no not pink shit I can't think of the name of it right now but it's freaking good oh pink anxiety it's really good so pink yeah anxiety <laughs> yeah. I,
4: was d. I was like
2: d was on my show the other
4: day he's like i got a bunch of pink strains i'm like dude i've only heard of pink runs huh.
2: Yeah, I got pink water shit. But yeah, nice. I hope you a great week. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Oh, you can find me on Instagram at D underscore zombie underscore. I always forget to mention that. Cheers, buddy. Good to see you.
1: Uh, you what's too, going huh? on? Of, uh, who's second? Smash.
2: What's going on, buddy? Nah, Flora. Go ahead. Are you guys are
3: good. Oh.
2: What's up? Cheers. Smoking. Stuntweed, uh, stunt
5: weed. I hate saying that, but whatever. Uh I smoking stuntweed. Um some sunshine sherbet to chemdi 95 stuntweed that I grow myself organically. So nice man. I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, it's trim time here. So Sweet. I'm Sweet. in yeah.
1: trimming. Uh so you already it's otherworldly, like it takes so much longer to dry out. So like I, it, you just harvested and for me it would be like, oh, it must be still drying. But no, you're already ready. You're already trimming. Crazy. Mm-hmm. That so funny. Can you guys
4: hear me?
1: We can hear oh, you. Gosh. Welcome, Mr. Spliff. Sweet. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I don't understand tech, and I feel so like, <laughs> Well, you've just learned more. You're, you're now one more yes. step along the way. Absolutely. Are you on a phone right now or on your computer? I am on my phone. If you could turn your phone sideways, then we'll get like a whole image, unless you only want us to see a specific image. There we go. We have a little bit more on the screen. Okay. Sweet. Uh, awesome. Speaking of, uh, well, you know what? We can say uh, hello to Mr. Spliff. Uh, uh, welcome. We're, we're doing our introductions.
4: What's going on? What's up, dudes? How are you guys doing? Doing all right, man. Welcome. I got to go and put a clone dome uh, back on the set real quick, and I'll be right back, then I'm totally good. Perfect
1: timing. We'll talk to Flora in the meantime. What's going on, Flora?
3: Dylan. We got some uh, additional diamonds from uh, the Star Trek piece, uh, the, which, the one with the card, a new one. These are uh, some diamonds from that show when they were making it. Oh, uh, right. Nice. Cool. Nice. Right on. Yeah, definitely. I hear that yeah. uh, there's going to be a new
1: Enterprise in this new uh, Picard. So yeah, that's probably why they made those diamonds. Yeah, basically for the new yeah. Enterprise.
3: Yeah. really good shit. Mm-hmm. Um, actually looking forward to that on the real, but yeah, <laughs> I, I like Star Trek. Good
1: shit. Star Trek's the shit, man. I like it a lot. Uh, I was just talking Another to a friend fan. how uh, uh, a couple new uh, shows I hadn't seen them for the longest time because they were on like CBS but Paramount Plus, whatever the fuck it's called. And I was like, oh, fuck all these goddamn networks. I'm just like, kind of get off my lawn with that kind of stuff. Uh, So I basically just hadn't signed up to their fucking network for a few years, apparently. And uh, they had like a whole, I don't know, four or five seasons for Star Trek Discovery. And then also like one or two seasons, one season maybe for, I think it's called uh, Strange New Worlds, which is arguably way less of a show. The Strange New Worlds, I guess they made. Because there were such horrible fucking reviews for Star Trek Discovery, by the way. When you look online, yeah. the, the reviews are fucking people horrible. They People hated yeah. it. But the show was actually fucking wonderful. It was really good. It was yeah. totally Star Trek. It was a little bit more, it was definitely more jumping around in time and all that kind of stuff. And uh, like people weren't who they said they were, very much kind of uh, unlike Star Trek. But it was very much in the key of Star Trek in that they, how do I say this? let people be their biggest selves, their grandest selves work kind of uh, against expectations work, not to aggrandize themselves, but like build society on and on and on. Like, it was a fucking killer show. And what they didn't like is that there was a black woman lead. <laughs> like what, what were, what could be worse basically apparently. And then they had like openly, not only uh, gay characters cause they had like gay married characters, but they had like non-binary characters. They had, um, I think even transgender characters, and people fucking hated time. it. What's that?
3: Sounds like
1: they were ahead of their time. 100%. I mean, how do I say this? In that, what do they always say? Like uh, uh, Picard, actually 30 years ago in The Next Generation, someone during the show was like, oh, we're surprised you have hair or something. Or maybe it was, I don't remember this an apocryphal story, but it was like a, a time when they basically interviewed um, Patrick Stewart. And they said, oh, why don't you have like a fucking hairpiece? In Star Trek, you know, like in the future, of course, they would fix hair. And he was like, in the 20, in the 24th century, they would basically not give a shit anymore, whether you have hair or not. They'd get over such a shallow idea. And that's the whole idea about Star Trek is that basically they don't care about money anymore. They don't care about material acquisitions because you can literally tell a, repl- a replicator to make you bullion. If you want to, you know, literally like, and they basically, the, the Apocryphal, not the Apocryphal, it's actually the official story is that they use the poo pretty much for the Star Trek sewers to re-atomize, basically they reorganize the, the molecular bonds or the atomic bonds essentially, and create <laughs> bananas and, and fucking gold bullion or whatever from the poo. Anyway, that was fucking hilarious. And, that is, just and uh, it's
3: being eaten by all kinds of different creations, not just
1: Yeah, yeah. Anyway. But in Star Trek, that's one of the things that I like about Star Trek is that you're kind of supposed to build your best life, basically. Or everyone's living their best life instead of fighting against the evil empire like in Star Wars. Star Wars is so fucking bleak all the time. But anyway, we don't have to shit on everybody's Or of uh, some, some
3: other... And
1: a complete too. ripoff of Dune, let's be perfectly honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's not only Dune. Yeah, he ripped off a few other things too, but yeah. Japanese yeah, stuff. The desert planets and all that shit. Oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, did we just so lose yeah. D? What happened? Oh,
3: we did. right back. Dumb, 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 dumb. I don't know. Well, I yeah, don't guess, know. Some, uh, got OG Kush Northern Lights, nice card uh, wars. Uh, Star, I mean, Star Trek. Uh, Sweet.
4: So, I got a lot of shit going on. I just harvested the Sunset Sherb to Chem DI 95, I harvested Apple for it. I got Pacololo coming down. What's today?
3: Today's Tuesday. Tomorrow one of them's coming down. Friday, the last one's coming down. Going a live down. shot. Or is this a ball no. still back? Still. I, I I would like to do that. I, I gotta figure out how to do it. Put a camera in there and, and
2: designate it to other stuff. But yeah, Pacololo's coming down, but going in. Gorilla Blue S1, Lilac Diesel, the Chemdi i 95 Apex, Blueberry Kush, Diesel the Blueberry Kush, uh Shine Apple from Duke, Triangle Reunion from Skunk. We have a lot of stuff going on here. Uh by the way, I forgot to mention uh folks,
1: uh uh. Ask your questions in the chat. Please uh, try to tag one of us. Try to tag either Smashed or, or D or Floor. I think we're all in the chat. Or obviously uh, me. That would be the easiest. Then I'll try to basically copy and paste. And uh, when it's appropriate, I'll try to ask Mr. Spliff. We'd love to ask him uh, questions if you guys have actually grown his genetics, if you're curious about his genetics. Uh, basically, if you're curious about anything he's about, please uh, let us know in the chat and we'd be happy, absolutely ha- happy to ask him the question. Uh, before we do that, I'm going to basically say I'm going to be smoking a little bit of the Coot Special. This is that interesting blend of like four land races, uh, super lemony, uh, pine solly. So super, super interesting. Uh, I'm going to have some seeds coming up with a male version of this. Basically, it's going to be, unfortunately, kind of a one-off, but it is what it is. Uh, Whatever. How do I say this? I I don't want to get into the details because it's just uh, like dredging up mud and stuff. But I had this very, I don't know, conflicted mental state about the whole situation. I wasn't sure where some stuff went wrong and da-da-da. Realized the other day, like there's basically nothing that I did wrong. It's just it, the situation is what it is. So anyway, folks, I'm I'm feeling a little bit better about the whole thing. Long story short, we're going to have a what do they call it? A limited drop, I guess, here in the near future. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for some uh, coot special cross to some very interesting stuff. I think you guys will enjoy it, and then some other stuff coming in the uh, what's up, Philly? A little boy? bit distant future, but still near future. Anyway, that's that. Welcome back, Mr. Spliff. Uh, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, first off, tell us about you. I don't think a lot of us uh, know about you or or know enough. Anyway, I think maybe a lot of us know your name or we've seen you maybe on Flora's show. But uh, tell us about you.
4: So I'm one of those guys that you know. I started smoking weed at, um, just before high school. Uh, fell in love with cannabis. Was one of those guys that came from like a distressed home and and was looking for any kind of mental therapy. You know, and I was not somebody that. I didn't need any kind of hard drugs or anything to do that in my life. You know, like there's people who just had probably more extreme situations than I did. But uh, I found great refuge in cannabis early in my life. And and then uh, come, you know, like I, I've been going and getting seeds in Europe. Like I'd gone to Amsterdam and Germany and Switzerland and all over the place. I spent like two months in Europe uh, for three different trips. Um, go for like two months at a time and bring seeds back. And I was like, "Oh, someday I'm going to grow." And I, the first time I decided to bring him back, I was kind of like, "Oh, I should, I should bring some seeds back." And then the second time, I was like, "I'm bringing seeds back." And the third time, like the whole part of the reason I went, I was like, "I'm getting seeds." So this is like 2010, and that's like right when I met Jinxproof. And so I come home, and I'm like, you know, building up my. At this point, I had a garden going for about a year. Like 2009 was kind of like when I'd started dabbling um, indoors and like doing something. Uh, my mom had just gotten moved in with me at that point where she was sick with breast cancer. So I was like in this position where <clears throat> I just built out a room in my spot and then I had to shut it down and move my mom in. So I moved into like this decent sized walk in closet. Um, but I'd come home from Europe and I, I was looking for. I was looking for clones and at the time craigslist was like the best place for people that were like mmj type you know claim clone, uh, clone exchange and um you know you could go to farmers markets and you could go to this and that but they were all very like ho donkey and like you know fold-out tables with very few things available and they were trying you know but it just wasn't really like that it was still in its infancy <clears throat> and so I was on Craigslist one day and I saw this guy that had these packs of pink lady Kush and I'm like, what the fuck? It's like TGA genetics. I mean, at this point I knew Subcool as a photographer and as a columnist, but not somebody that bred cannabis. And I was, you know, relatively new to like genetics and seeds and like I had been bringing them home from Amsterdam, but you know, you're finding very select companies that are actually selling seeds there. You could get like Sensi or Flying Dutchman or Greenhouse or go and visit Shanti Bobler or Neville's Spot. And then there was you know whatever but so i like found this source in seattle like in 2010 i i it was jinx proof before i knew it was jinx proof and i hit him up i'm like do you have real seeds he's like yeah dude totally I'm like wow that's fucking amazing i said can i come meet up with you he's like totally and so i brought like 700 bucks and an ounce and i gave him the ounce like dude like after i he, i got the seeds I was like wow they're real he's like yeah dude like totally i'm like I, this is just surreal, right? Like in California, sure, there was bigger things going there and people that were like more officially putting out genetics. But all of a sudden I have this like dude in my phone that I could call and get like legitimate packs. And so that's where everything started for me as far as like my entrance into <sighs> what we see today is the cannabis community. Right. So, um, I met Jake's proof. I, I got these seeds. I gave him an analysis. Like, dude, please just answer my phone in the future. Like I, I will hook you up. I just, I love that. I have someone I can get seeds from. And he sees my weed and he's like, damn, did you grow like really good weed? How long have you been growing? I was like a year <laughs> you know, like I'm a carpenter. I could build really solid rooms. I'd, I'd seen enough stuff. And I had one friend kind of tell me a few things. So from that, like, you know, I start hanging around with Jinx Proof and, um, you know, at that point I didn't really understand what the, uh, I didn't know that he was like an official rep necessarily. I mean, I kind of figured, but I didn't know that he and Sub cool were close. So I start helping the dude out just, you know, from time to time. He's like, Hey, you're a carpenter. I'm like, yeah. He's like, do you think you could help me refinish my floor? No problem. You know, I did, friends ask me for these kind of favors all the time and I'm happy to do them. And so I help him like fix up this one spot and then. Bit once. i wish i had a friend that like i used to have an electrical friend but he didn't want he he wanted to stay getting high on other things so i can't call him anymore that's exactly how a lot of those relationships unfortunately turn out is like people just fall by the wayside and it breaks my heart i unfortunately lost my brother to fentanyl uh last year in june so anyway um so I started helping Jinx proof out and not like at this point, I'm not trying to do him like any favors. I'm just like doing friend stuff, right? Like, Oh, Hey, let me come and help you out with your floor. Oh, your stairs are fucking broken. Let me fix one or whatever you need. And so then he's like, Hey, I I do this. Like I'm kind of part of the seed company. I'm like, Oh yeah. And he's like, we, uh, we do different events. And this was kind of like about the time. It was just before the school of dank. And so that's when like he, he asked me if I wanted to be a sponsor and I was like, sure, no problem. So I like put in like, I don't know, I think it was 500 or a thousand or something like that. And, and so I was very new to the business type world. I've been a carpenter my whole life working for somebody else and, and Jinx proof, you know, he did own his glass shop for years. And, um, so he, he, he could get stuff done. And so he like put on the school of thing and he like made me my own cool post or, a. Uh, what do you call it like a banner and it said northwest cannabilities which was like my little thing and um so we we go to the school of Dank. that's where i'm at Subcool. i get there i show up early to like try and you know be a good dude help him set up he's like dude you've done more than enough go upstairs and smoke out i'm like okay and so i go upstairs and it's this dope fucking club dude there's like this beautiful deck that looks at the whole entire city from the south end uh, of seattle and there's, like, this giant wall with a fireplace in it and, like, these big, beautiful couches. I'm like, fuck yeah. So I, like, sit down and uh, – oh, there you go. Is that some perps or cookies? Sunset sherbet, the D I 95 So, yeah, a little bit of cookies, but it's got that Kim D and this top dog Kim D I 95 Yum, yum. Um, so, yeah, I go upstairs and I sit down, and that's where I met Subcool. So the whole point of the story is, like, you know, I meet Jinx, I befriend him. And I go upstairs and I'm sitting on this couch for two or three minutes. My buddy from Germany's with me at the time too. And Sub Cool and Jill come out. And it's like one of those movie scenes where he comes out this glass sliding door and he's got this duster on and all his fucking TGA garb, purple glasses, and his fucking green weed nerd hat, right? And like the door opens and his duster blows open. i like, look over at this guy. I'm like, who the fuck is this Neo character? Right. Like he's like obviously I, There's I like know bon Jovi so cool. playing
1: in the background. There's fog yeah, everywhere,
4: exactly. <laughs> On a steel horse, I ride. So anyway, it's like this one, this moment. And he looks at me and he's like, "Hey, bro, what's up?" And I'm like, "Not much." He's like, "Do you think I can sit next to you?" And I was like, "Sure, that'd be all right," you know. And he's like, "Cool." So he like starts putting his stuff down, and he and Jill are about to get situated. And just before he sits down, I crack a jar of cheesequake and hand it to him. Hmm. And it was the very first TGA cross I'd ever grown out. So I had finished it like a month before the school of Dank. I have this big fat jar of, of cheese And like, he, he like looks at it as he's sitting down and he smells and he's just like, Oh my God. He's like, that smells so fucking good. What is, it? I was like, dude, it's cheese And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, I just finished it out. And it's first TGA crossover ever grown. He's like, bro, we're, are we best friends? And I was like, yes, for sure. Forever. And he's like, you're going to work with me. Right. I was like, <laughs> he's like, who are you? And I was like, my name is Mike. Right. Cause I wasn't even spliffed then yet. I'm just like part of the team at this point and working around and like, that's where sub and I fell in love. And like literally two weeks later, he's back in Seattle for a pizza party. And I give him the hash that I made from the, the cheese quake that had taken. It's like, Hey, I got this shit working and drying and it's curing and I'll have it ready for you. And So that was like what really solidified me at TGA was is Mm Tioxide, subs partner, grew fantastic pot. And there was a bunch of people like Pat and other people that were affiliated with the team that were crushing it. But I grew everything out all the time. I was the poster boy. I was doing YouTube and Instagram and like very active on social media, me and Farmer John. And um, I mean, this is like 2011, 2012, you know, that we really started building up this notoriety. And, and so I worked with Subcool for probably about three years and, um, like 2010 to like 2014, but just like the end to the beginning type thing. And, um, things kind of fell apart there, you know, unfortunately jinx proof suffered some serious health issues that ended up affecting his mind. And, um, like he didn't recognize me for probably about three weeks to a month after he had a seizure and like, you know, I was at his house twice a week you know doing tga stuff and just like building up the the brand and then he had a seizure and things got odd and then you know he started accusing me of shit and just getting um i guess fearful you know like you just i and i i always make a pass on it. like jeans proof and i do not get along i do not like that guy at all uh i'd quicker fight him than anything else I'd, i'd love to beat him up but because he went through this, this legitimate situation, I, I have to be honest with myself and say, you know, things happen, the mind changes, and especially in a stress-induced situation, I got to, you know, not take the higher road, but be be accordingly and fair. And so, at this point, I just couldn't take the things at TGA. Stress between Sub and Jill was an all-time high. They were still living together. I bounced. Uh, and everything was very cool at first so cool just you know when i changed my name from mr Sliff and tga to mr Sliff and cannabis like mm-hmm. a lot of the industry was like what you know like you're leaving tga is like yeah melt this bitch and so everything was cool at first and then there was all this trash talk trash talk trash talk and then after about a six month period i i hit up gauge green And I'd been talking to them a little bit in the past anyway. I just always connected and and networked with everybody. I was friends with as many breeders as I could be just because, you know, keeping things tight, keeps cuts circulating right, and keeps us all aware of what's going on. And so I stepped into a position working with them. And, um, you know, at first I was very just clean and humble. I was like, look, you guys built the boat. Let me row it for a while. Let me show you what, what rowing looks like. So I fucking again.
0: Start hundreds of
4: strains, I documented all of them on my dime in my garden, blow their pages up, make them look fucking great and mind you, there was good genetics in there, but uh, they weren't doing the work that I was. They didn't have fifty of their own lights at the time, and so I basically took it on myself to like showcase all the work that they had available, but maybe not enough data on or you know photos or maybe they'd never run it before, whatever and so we started building together things went well but has a lot of seed situations and those two were always fighting and there was a a major chip on each other's shoulder between those guys And so when i started to work with them there was some things that they hid from each other that ended up really fucking things up after a couple of years and um, you got to be straight with your partners. You got to be open. You've got to be completely honest about your objectives, your, your fucking goals, the, the obstacles that are in the way, the finances, how the cookie crumbles, right? Because if you don't, it leaves a lot of room for emotional and, and just other things to like fight the situation. And with Gage Green, as you guys saw somewhere and a half ago, they, they went after each other hard. And that had been brewing for a long time. So I, I left working with them after about two and a half, three years.
1: Are they, are they still extant, or do they still, are they a thing or are they? So there
4: now? is still a technical gauge green group. So originally there was the older white gentleman Keyplay, And then the younger Asian guy, Mike or Fang or M4K, depending on, you know, what time period mm-hmm. you're in <clears throat> and key um, the older white guy, he was, uh, He's a musician and he's, you know, a guy that has, he had mentors and this and that. And M4K Fang, you know, he was a a dreamer and somebody, and in the very best sense, like John Lennon mentality, right? Like somebody that really sought the spiritual, I I don't want to say it right, not like hierarchy. He wanted to follow a path of royalty, if that makes sense, without like, you know, self-planning, you need outreach.
3: Okay. At one point, uh, they they had had one of those. He has like uh, a, an exotics <clears throat> company. It's like exotics or some sort. But, boutique
4: um, exotics. or designer boutique or whatever the fuck. Designer boutique.
3: Them. Yeah. Didn't mean to distract <laughs> you. Sorry,
1: but back to you were saying about the being a tester and, and grower and so on with uh, Gage Green.
4: So basically... I was a lot more than that. I was the one breeding all the fucking seeds at the time. Hmm. So my role at Gage was very much partnership outside of the fact of getting paid because those guys were cheap as fuck. That was Key Play's biggest downfall is that he was cheap as fuck. He was old curmudgeon and, you know, guys of, of the, you know, I'm 43. He's probably got 20 something years on me. So he's from a different generation and I get that. They're also charging at $10,000 a cut.
6: Yeah, that's I just stupid.
4: That. Shit, the right? So that's the, that's the problem. Let's make that a question. Like that, is that <clears throat> it's okay to see your work in the highest light and to to like really be proud of what you've done. And um, but then there's and, and it's not even a matter of just being reasonable. At one point, you just get so far from reality. <clears throat> um, and I think drugs do that you know, where you start to get into this this space of abstract where you, you literally think that charging something like that for seeds that most likely won't germinate is it's not even acceptable that it's the right word. It's it's beyond me. But those guys, basically, when I came to work with them, I said, okay, I'm going to come and row the boat for a while. I'm going to show you like why, why we should be all working together in the future. And my goal was I brought them to Seattle and my buddies who had big money were part of the reason that things got all fucked up because they had the chance to offer these guys a really nice house to live in with great growth space. And then they got cheap on them and they had multiple houses and they, I was so insulted too. And Keyplay was as well. Um, so at this point, like, you know, Keyplay even told these money guys, I don't give a fuck what you guys say, wherever split goes, I go. Like they, they, it wasn't just that I was working with them. They understood the gravity of working with me. Not, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I'm a fucking, I'm good in the garden. I'm really fucking good in the garden. I know what to do, when to do, how to do, why to do. And not everyone is perfect. Some of them are fucking garbage because you get stressed out, life gets in the way. But long story short is I basically picked up that fucking group of guys and carried them for a while because they were moving gardens and. They left Willis, California to try to come up here. Things didn't work out. And Willits was falling apart. I mean, the property they were on had spotty power at best. And they were running, like, you know, these two lights for an hour and then these two lights for an hour and then these two lights for an hour. I mean, it was just a mess. And so they ended up in Oregon with a guy that was a fucking nightmare. Like, they they started working with this gentleman that there was some promise outside of the fact that the dude was a complete fucked up lunatic. And, like, Keyplay came home where they were living with this guy for a little bit. The guy was, like, rummaging through Keyplay's personal property and, like, going through his bank statements. And, like, at that point, Keyplay was like, dude, we're fucking done. I'm out of here. And so they went to Michigan. And that was the last I ever saw or talked to them. And, um, you know, I had quit working with them at one point because I was the only one making genetics. I made all the Mendo Breath Crosses and a few of the other Sour Crosses. And then they were on Instagram one day, Fang. 4k was like talking about how he and he played them. and I, mean, I was like dude why the fuck are you lying about making that shit why why can't you give me the dues that i'm totally owed like i've been carrying you guys and and putting in my time and rowing like i said it's so a
1: sad thing that. ask just about any woman you, that you've ever met that, that has had a like a high power job ask them like why can't dudes just give people credit but it's a thing, like, there's a lot of people who are physically incapable of giving credit. Say what you want. Subcool actually likes to give credit for people he arguably didn't sometimes as well, but that was one of his good. gifts, actually, is that he actually gave enough credit that people would stick around for a while. That's a that's a big yeah. thing. You can get a lot of respect from a person simply by giving them credit for their fucking idea. Who would have figured, right? I In think context. it becomes... Yeah,
3: but he, he only kind of... Yeah, the credit was like half, like, he would he would introduce Odie and stuff, like and then later on, like and he would take the credit. So That's
4: true. I yeah. <laughs> I mean there was a tough thing between Odie and no. Sub too, especially with, with some of the classes not holding up like Jack straw you know, and those that just they created a lot of problems and a
6: lot of people except to be able to come in to his world and you know, there's this opportunity where he's like, Two dollars a scene, we're gonna blow up, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, I'm gonna be able to pay you this, but then
3: um, you know, they, they expect the seed stock to sell immediately and then they expect to get paid immediately. And so things get tough there. But with the guys engaged, you know. I, I, I know your audio is messed up, or is it just me? Yeah, I was
1: a, just going to say, just uh, somehow went bad.
3: This happens all the time. Uh, I probably have to leave the chat and come back. Let me see. Yeah, your audio is all. Very um, it seems Anyways. people
2: get to a point and they get worried about their business that they built someone taking it
4: and backstabbing because you see a lot of it in the industry so like the more you get get into this industry the more you see the fakes
2: and and what people do behind the scenes sure but
1: well, you also shouldn't see shadows and i think sometimes that's that's a case of what he was describing again only secondhand information what he was describing with gage green that sounded a little bit like paranoia and so forth and i've heard some other stories it's change. There name again. Yes. It's so kind of a, a harmonic balancer in yeah, the
3: it's, in you know, it's like a shady industry. You remember those things? They were pitching them for a little while. They like
4: hummed in your grow and they were supposed to help uh, the greenhouse.
3: Yeah, yeah. The bio, the bio, it was like yeah, a harmonic frequency and... uh it was supposed to do something. So it was supposed to grow something. They were like $3,000 or $2,000 or something. They were really expensive. Are you yeah. talking about bio waves? The thing you would like hang in the room and it would like create some kind of harmonic wave or something. It was supposed to do I something. Have
4: you seen the waves that spin that they put on the yeah. ground. Yeah. Dude, those things are fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you were. <laughs> I think it's snake oil. That, yeah, I mean, there there's a measurable thing. It will fuck with your radio. It will fuck with your phone, but I don't think it fucks with your plants. So, um, anyway, where was I? I was talking about. You were talking. I think
1: you were the part of the story where you had been breeding four gauge green, but you were oh, yeah, also yeah, moving
4: yeah. on from that. So, and it's something that you you had just said. So, like, be it men and women in the workplace, or even just with friends. I think people don't test their, their – um, they're afraid to be vulnerable, right, because of being hurt. And once you test that vulnerability and you find that it's not as bad as you think it is, you get more comfortable and you grow as a person. And I think they were afraid. And something that had happened before that is we were at one of the cups, like the High Times Cups, and somebody came up and was talking to Key Play and they were asking where Spliff was. And he's like, he's over there. Why? He's like, well, I mean, I want to talk to him. He owns the company, right? And Key Play got fucking pissed. He's like, Spliff, get over here. I'm like, what's up, dude? He's like, are you fucking telling people that you own my company? I'm like, no. Why the fuck would you say that? He's like, well, this guy thinks he does. And I was like, did I tell you that? He's like, no, but 100% of the pictures on the Gategreen Green Instagram are all Mr. Spliff. Everything's Mr. Spliff. So I just figured he's the one that owns it because he's the only one that fucking throws fire. And you guys just seem to be like, what? And I, oh man, I've never seen Keyplay so pissed in his life. I was like, see, I didn't tell him shit. It's just that you don't fucking contribute. And by the way, if
1: Keyplay had been, again, I only know this secondhand, so these are all opinions that I'm saying. If he had been, let's say, a good boss, that would have been a very good uh, uh, opportunity for him to say, you know what? He's going to own his own company one of these days. He's been so helpful to me. Without him, we'd be nothing. Or we would be a pale imitation of ourselves. He could totally talk you up and you'd be like, oh, shucks, motherfucker. Yeah, 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 exactly.
4: But in cannabis,
1: nobody knows how to not double down. Have you noticed this? Everybody doubles down. They are probably the worst poker players in the fucking world because every single time they double down, no matter how bad the mistake was, they just double down even more.
4: And, and at that point, he could have just said, hey, like, I'm an older guy. I'm not an Instagram as much. And we we met up with Spliff and we showcased his garden all the time. And, you know, we're in partnership together. But Keyplay was high on mushrooms like he always is. And he got all fucking out of whack. And then I had to, like, literally take him by the arm like a fucking child to the side and be like, listen, dude, it's not what you think. And it's because of the Instagram world. And you're fucking over here losing your mind over shit that's not real. You know, and, like, that caused some issues. and so. When I pulled M4K's chain about like lying about all the crosses that I'd made and put in all this time and bred it on my dollar and hunted everything and done all the work. And dude, I tested my Mendo Breath F2 male that I pulled from Gage Seedstock because I was a part of Gage Green. I tested it for a year and a half before I even pollinated a single plant because I wanted to make sure that the one that I was so jazzed on had been through fucking hell and back before I presented it to the official owner of the company and his original partner. Now, mind you, my very first time meeting Keyplay was at the Emerald Cup, and this is like eight months after I'd been working with the company, and like we talked on the phone a few times. But at this point, 4K Mike Fang had come up to Seattle. We'd done HempFest a few things together, and and like knew each other at this point. And so when I met Keyplay the first day, he's like, "Dude, I'm going to buy you an Audi fucking SUV. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that." I'm like, okay. "Yeah, but your partner here is driving a five thousand dollar Ford." Pickup that he went all the way down to LA to get, it barely runs. And it's, I mean, it was a decent car, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be a dick, but it was nothing compared to Key Play $70,000, you know, fully stocked SUV, Audi. And I was like, why the fuck are you offering that to me when your partner looks like shit? And so there was just, you know, warning signs all over the place in the beginning, but I was trying to learn and I wasn't there to like take away. I wanted to build it up. I knew that, you know, I had the power to come in and, and make things congruent right and and so we did some amazing work there and um I I think that they spend so much time being angry rather than believing in themselves and just doing the work because they're a unique group of guys and even as individuals I'm sure they're going to make some cool gear but um you know it's it's people that are hermit types that spend a lot of time being angry just can't reintegrate into the public world very well because they they come to public events or deal with people in the normal part of the world and they immediately feel like they're uh being double crossed like that kind of men- mentality where they're like every person you meet you're like well, I don't know well and you got to think not- the the cannabis culture is kind of shadowed with the outlaw culture from back in the day. Like you were, you always had to watch your back because you couldn't be robbed or blah 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 okay. and police, raided, snitches, this, that, you know? And you get and you and you grow like that and it gets stuck in you. That and and I think if you spend a lot of time just doing a bunch of low-end psychedelics and you know chasing spiritualism that is founded in whatever, you know, like, uh, uh, no judgment, but like, I don't think that they were practicing healthy spiritual practices anyway. And so it's like, we would go to the cups and there was just like this, this energy at the booth and, um, like Keyplay would almost sit in the back and scowl at people for not like running up to the booth and just buy out all the genetics. And I'm like, bro, there's, there's 15 or 20 other breeders here, you know? And like, I can remember one of them. Uh, I think it was like the 2015 Denver Cup. And I brought a shitload of weed. We were handing weed out. They were trying to fuck with all the seed sales that year this and that. But it, we ended up working it out. But that was the year that like 3rd Gen was releasing just a shitload of Skittles. Dude, they had they had so much flour there. and uh, Or maybe it was the LA Cup. I think it was the LA Cup. But like he was so pissed that somebody else was getting all the attention. And like, yeah, you know, so it was just one of those things when you're you're dealing with somebody that their entire life, they feel like they got handed shitty cards. I'm like, dude, you're alive. You get to see sunrises and sunsets and feel the wind blow and behold the majesty of green and purple on the ground and in the the flowers and trees. And like, the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Like there's so much good stuff here and I won't get into some of the other stuff because that's nobody's business, but there were a lot of things that just made me feel uncomfortable there. and. So when, when 4k started lying about the breeds that I had done, you know, mind you, it's like this. I hunted this Mendo breath F2 male. I had it for a year and a half. I flew them up to Seattle. I said, I want you guys to be here. I want you to see this male that I have. And so I brought them up and we did uh, the hemp fest uh, cup thing or the protestable together. I brought them over to my garden. I showed them everything. They were blown the fuck away. Like it was just, spliff world like big 37 light bloom you know not like huge but these are medical days i had 37 lights of flower i had 15 in, in veg and stacked just everything you could imagine tons of gauge green tons of tga tons of clone onlys and so i brought them through i showed them all the stuff i've been working from them and uh, and then i showed them this mail and they were both super stoked and so then i even brought them back three months later um I paid for one of their flights, so I, I did my part. <laughs> but anyway, I, I timed the pollination. I said, I need you guys here on this exact day. I need a five-day window with you so I can get the mail perfect. And I had <clears throat> forum cookies, Mendo Breath F2s, Seattle Sours, Le Montage. Um, there's like three or four other things in there. And so I brought Key Play and M4K to Seattle. Then we drove out to my buddy's house where I built this two-light garden to pollinate because couldn't do it at my house. Otherwise, there'd be seeds everywhere forever. And I paid this dude handsomely. I all the lights, set up the room. We went over there. We had this this like little celebration. And I had two like five-and-a-half-foot-tall men with left They were kicking ass, dude. And so I said, Keep play. <clears throat> this is your boat. You shake the mail first. And so then he went and shook the first mail. And then I said, M4K, you're my brother. This is your boat as well. I'm still rowing. You shake the second mail. And then after that, we all took turns just being a part of the process. And I wanted this little team that I built, plus those guys to be there for the first gauge pollination that I made, right? Because I wanted to I, – I didn't want to do anything in secrecy. So we made that cross. And then, you know, after it had been tested and it was kicking ass and everybody was fucking loving it, they uh, they said it was theirs. And I was like <sighs> – you know, I, I spent a lot of time hunting the moms and collecting the clones that we had used and putting this all together and timing everything. It was a lot of work to get it together. I, I you know, five or six people there with us outside of those guys. And it was kind of a big deal, you know, especially for me doing something. The reason I did it the way I did is because I, I wanted to be able to claim that I had been doing my work and not that I needed any notoriety. But when they just threw me to the side and said, oh, we got the forum cut from this guy and we... And we made this cross. I'm like, dude, I got that forum cut from Daniel Jordan in 2013. And that was my forum cut and the mail that I hunted and all the pollination and all the work I'd put in. And fuck, I paid my buddy 1500 bucks and gave him a half pound of weed for doing the watering, you know, and making sure that everything went to fruition. And, and I, I, I asked 4k, I was like, why, why would you lie about that? And his response to me was, I didn't know you were like that. And I, I, I I was just confused and frustrated by it. And I was like, dude, fine, I'm done. I just like, if that's the way you want to be about it, like there's no future, you know, there, there can't be any future of us together. And it would have done them no harm. Everybody already knew I was doing the breeding. I had showcased everything up to the day of the breeding, even put out a video. And if they would have just said, these are the split the seeds that Spliff made, and, you know, we're continuing to kick ass together. It's
1: like you, you got a it. newspaper in your hand, you got your breakfast, you're shaking pollen. <laughs> this is the 4th
4: of January,
1: and I'm out here. Uh, pretty
4: much, dude, <laughs> pretty much. And so it's just one of those things, and, you know, again, no
1: stress. I you got mean, three witnesses in the other room.
4: Yeah, it's the 4th, yeah, 100%. Dude. Like I've got them with their cereal <laughs> in the newspaper too, right? So it
1: It's my birthday thing. and my birth certificate. And I-
4: <laughs> exactly. We all have the same matching thumb <laughs> tattoo. So it was one of those things where I just realized that no matter what, no matter how much work I put in, that things were just never going to be right there. And they didn't owe shit to me, right? It's their thing, their gig. It was their loss. I, I think that I'm one of those really special and rare people in this industry that's not very not just good at networking and talking and doing public speaking and teaching but i grew a fucking fire and people like me enough to have shared some really special cuts with me over the year and i've stacked them up and saved them and so you know i brought a lot to the table and clearly they're uh clearly it just wasn't a fit at the end you know i don't i want to say anything more than that but um they went on to talk a bunch of shit about me i've said a few things here and there but i i just <clears throat> i'm the one that's in the right so i don't i don't need to defend myself i don't need to like you know uh worry about what they're saying cause it's all silliness so this kind of shit happens and it's heartbreaking because i i genuinely thought we could have done very amazing and big things together but things happen. And so That's the worst
1: part, no, I feel you exactly. That's the worst part of these failed partnerships. I've had a couple already myself in a very much shorter career than yours. And the worst part for me is like, fuck the work we could have done. If you had just not been a dipshit, do you just like, you, you want to shake their fucking skull? You're like, do you not understand the fucking stuff we could have done too late? doesn't matter. You know?
4: Yeah. And the thing is too, is I, 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 I'm honest with myself enough to say that like, I'm not owed anything in this world, and so if if there is a divine order, you know, watching over us, or however most people want to see that, then I need to trust in that, and I just need to go about my work and realize that um, not like, well, what did I gain from that situation, but from every moment of experience, you gain more perspective, and you enhance your ability to approach situations with with new found ideas in sight, and so my perspective leads to approach quote is, you know, or phrase, whatever is what really guides a lot of what I, what I do. And I, uh, like, I see tribulation as a blessing and, and I'm, <laughs> I seem to sure get a lot of that blessing. But anyway, uh, you know, the gauge thing taught me a lot. And I, I learned a lot just about people in business and how to protect your own work and also how to be giving because those guys never, ever, ever, ever gave anything away. And that's what led their their watering hands, which uh, was a guy named, you guys ever see a dude named La 24 on Instagram? Um, they, he and his wife, who, who might have unfortunately passed away, Myra, they used to be the watering team for Gage Green. And why you need a watering team if you're gardeners and you have less than 50 lights, I, and I don't know. I, I don't know how you could need watering hands. And is there t- really how else do you famous? have time for hand, Hacky Sack and uh, hacky sack, yeah, I mean, Training? Think, items, uh, yeah. And maybe too it's too busy trying to, being be trying, trying to. Go ahead. Oh my goodness, just look. No, no, please, go ahead. They're too busy trying to be famous. <laughs> really? I mean, Smash is not that's wrong, that's yeah. That's the overinflated mind, right? Like, <sighs> I always realized that I was really lucky to be like in the spotlight, if you will, because Subcool really put me on. I'm skilled as fuck. Like I, I, you know, I was always an exceptional carpenter. Literally everything I've done in my life, I've been able to work on it to a point where I became decent at it. And, um... I, I I just I don't understand. And so what's funny is like this guy Jojo is running around and scamming people for money and stuff. Unfortunately, he's he's mentally ill and should not be trusted. If you guys ever come across this guy, I'm not telling you to be mean to him at all because that's not what I want. But he is mentally ill, and I've met him a few times, and, and he will claim that he and his wife made mendo breath and all this stuff. Dude, these guys were the watering hands So the reason I bring them up is Jojo and Myra used to help them pack seeds. And I would have people hit me up on Instagram and be like, dude, I got one fucking seed in my pack. What the fuck? I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, dude, seriously, I'm pissed and keep playing finger, call me liars. And I like know this person, like really personally, And like dude would never fucking lie to me. Two months later, after another cup, dude, I got two fucking seeds in my pack and I paid $256 for it. What the fuck? it starts happening more regularly. So these people, these these two folks that yeah, were I'd watering be a little them,
1: upset too. Yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah. And mind you, I don't want to bring up any touchy issues, but these two were not legal here in this country. And so they were people that had this spiteful attitude towards those two. And mind you, there might've been some, some shittiness between the four of them where they were like, well, you're my watering bitch. I don't know how that whole thing works out. Um, Every cog is as important as every other cog. Little ones spin faster, big ones turn heavier. And so without the system it doesn't work. And and I think that they didn't treat the system that well. And so unfortunately these folks, uh, Myra and Jojo, they they caused a lot of problem at gauge. And then they you know, and here's what happened. Like they went out to after this this fiasco they had in Oregon, they went out to Michigan and they took those two folks with them. And mind you, these these folks are uh Mexicans and uh I don't know what the Mexican population is out like in Michigan. i In the West Coast, it's, it's a, normal, a considerable amount of it up and down the coast. I'm very—I mean, I played soccer, my life, so color never meant anything to me. But you know, it's funny when you take people that are now that far from where they feel comfortable and have maybe other family or other people around. They went all the way to Michigan with these guys, and then what does key play do? But throw them out on the streets after a couple of weeks. Nice. and like they're they're now half you know almost all the way across the country and so <clears throat> there was just bad blood that brewed from there and those guys went out there and contacted everybody they would follow everybody from the gauge page and then go and tell them oh I read no breath we did this key play and fang didn't do anything and it just got ugly dude the end of gauge was key play and fang punching each other and fighting each other and it was all over the internet and like i had people sending me video after video You know, they got busted in Michigan with 1,500 plants, and um, you know because of the way that things ended, dude, I didn't even know that they'd gotten busted, and JJ from Top Dog calls me one morning, he's like, what the fuck is going on with the guys in in Michigan? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you don't know? I'm like, I have no idea, don't even talk to those guys anymore, they're fucking idiots. He's like, well, they just went to jail, they just got busted with like 1,500 plants, and I'm like, you better not be calling me to ask me if I had something to do with it. And he's like, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, you fucking better be, dude. Like, you know, like, I get that you're looking for more information. And, like, I – and I don't – I didn't – you know, after that, we were good. Like, I was just like, look, I get it. JJ's an old-school guy. He's a New Yorker. And, and, you know, they they dealt with a different kind of rap in their day, right? And so – I I let it slide, but it was one of those things where that's how I learned that Gage got busted, was because JJ from Top Dog calls me one morning and was like, bro, what's going on? I'm like, I fucking have no idea. And he's like, well, they just went to jail and they got popped for like 1,500 plants and the plant count's 72 in Michigan. Otherwise they fuck you up. And the Michigan cops, they're old school guys, like, you know, fucking secret society type mentality and they all fucking, when it's time to fuck you up, they will fuck you up. And like, Key Play and, and Fang were giving them attitude. They're like, oh, Oh, you guys want to do this the hard way. Okay, cool. So they fucking, instead of talking to them like humans, they locked them up in the back of the car and they went fucked up every single plant. Kicked fucking pots around the house, like just fucked their shit up. And I got the full report from a buddy of mine who had a seed company that was friends with them. And so anyway, you know, this has nothing to do with me, but this is part of what I went through. Right. So, like in the cannabis industry, you go through all these relationships and meetings and things. You're like, oh man, I want to get close to that person. I think, like, oh wow, they're so big or they're so this. And then you realize yeah. a lot of the people at the top are really messed up. They're yeah. all super, you know, up. very covetous and they want their money. And they're generally a lot of them are perverts. And so yeah. be happy being the commoner like we <laughs> all are, right? We have our commoner gardens and There's a reason that so many, there's so many common people. We're the special ones. And you don't want any of that mess. Be happy in your garden. Be happy in your garden. Be stoked to grow the cuts and the genetics and the seeds that you have. Don't be envious. The grass is not always greener because some of the things that you see are are maybe way out of touch, you know, in the sense that they're not organic and they're super salty or they're this or that. And, 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 um, not all that glimmers is golden or whatever that thing that quote is and it's mm-hmm. it's it was a hard lesson in realizing that people are just as shitty as we've always thought they were and not like gauge in, in a specific sense but just do your own work you know and it didn't it didn't hurt me to be next to Subcool and next to gauge and doing this stuff and growing up i mean and,
1: you're you know, not the only breeder even that that had some uh shouldn't i don't know uh Conflicts, I guess. Yeah, shenanigans yeah. with them, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone says shenanigans one more time. Uh, <laughs> but oh. how do I say it? Uh, what was his name? Uh, finally, a true genius.
2: Farva, hey, what's your favorite restaurant? <laughs> shenanigans! <laughs> My
4: favorite shit is when he comes into the fucking uh, the, the meeting room, the pre-shift meeting, and uh, the, the fucking captain or the chief takes his gun on the table and turns it towards Farva it's just this subtle thing where Pharma sits down he
6: turns the gun out of it. I'm
4: like, oh God, it's so good, dude. Uh, come on, say it, say it, chicken fucker. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I learned a lot about just the fact that, you know, and people get played a lot. Some cool got played by so many people and, and it just broke my heart to see where he ended up. And there was a lot of things where I think he could have put a lot of people on, but when they were building out together, I think people saw too much money in the beginning and expected that to come quickly. And um, there was dishonesty in this and that at TJ and, and the same at Gage. but it's uh it's a really tough business. You never know who your friends are. And again, if you don't open up a little bit and, and, test that vulnerability and your comfortability within that test, then you're never going to know. And you're never going to be able to grow. And like um, sometimes you just have good feelings about things. Like, you know, the way Florida and I met, what was it? Like probably six months now. I can't remember how long ago it was, but I was on, you know, telling one of my stories and some of the stuff, uh, maybe some of it you didn't know, but he knew most of it. And at first I was like, dude, Who the fuck is this guy? Like, how how can he know so much and, like, and be so familiar with all this? Well, we grew up in the same fucking area, the same, like, same time. Knew almost all the same people. It's the craziest shit, dude. So, you know, there's just those times where where people come into your life and it's meant to be. And then there's things where you're trying to force it, you know. And, like, with Gage, it was just never good. And I, I did a lot of really wonderful things for them as people and as friends. And there was those times where, like, I would do something really nice for key play and and he would look at me like why are you doing this rather than being like thanks dude thanks for thinking of me and like seeing me right the, the concept of namaste the light in me sees the light in you instead it was like what is he planning <laughs> i'm like dude i gave you a quarter pound a week shut the fuck up like i wasn't planning anything except to get you stoned." so you know, now these days, you know, with all that mess behind, because I always tell the story because people are always interested. They want to know like what, what happened? How did I get to where I am at now? And so now I, I have, you know, a clutch of 50 clone only cultivars and a bunch of seed stuff that I've started and cuts from different buddies and stuff that they've made. And, um, I breed, you know, probably do four pollinations a year. And most of my work is in the realm of sour, chem, and OG. Okay. um, I break out a little bit like I made a cherry pie vanilla sherb mail a couple years ago and pollinated eight or nine different uh selects then. Um the cherry pie pie guys cut sherbs cut a sherb, sherbinsky's cut a sherb, they they have their gas, they have their their notes that are in my realm, right? Like that lavender ice cream of sherb and that deep, deep dark uh tart cherry of the pie and things like that I can appreciate. I love blue dream still, you know, but I'm not real heavy on the fruit stuff. I can't stand lemon and orange probably because of my years at TGA. Um, but now I, heard you days- on the,
1: I think on uh, Flora's channel the other day when I was on there, uh, you were talking about, you just can't stand uh, fruit. In fact, you were describing some stuff and Flora and I both were just kind of, you know, thinking to ourselves like, Oh, that shit sounds wonderful. Right. <laughs> Flora, it was like, pungent lemons with oranges and strawberry background or whatever. And he's like describing something that makes him nauseous. And we're like, Oh, tell us
4: more.
3: One of my buddies, (laughs) I like, I like like to take that pungent strawberry and and put it on some gas. Yeah. And see the strawberry. I love,
4: I love like candied strawberries and I can remember about what was it? like? Maybe it was almost three years ago. Now um, I was, I was at exotic Mike's garden and we were trading some cuts and Man, I've known Mike since, like, 2011, back before he was even noticed at all, right? And, like, in those days, I worked for Subcool, and he's like, bro, you work for my hero. And, like, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like one of those things. And one day, he was like, hey, can you, like, set up a meeting? Uh, Can I go over and talk to Subcool at the booth? And, like, just I just want to tell him thank you for all the stuff he's done. I was like, no problem. I'll set it up. I wasn't at the cup. I call Sub. I'm like, hey, dude, Exotic Mike wants to come over. He's a huge fan. He's breeding with some of your gear and like all this stuff. He, he would love 10 minutes of your time. Sub says, no problem. Mike goes over to the booth. Sub snubs him and won't <laughs> even give him the time of day. And that, Fucking sub. that is when Exotic Genetics decided to blow the fuck up. It was like, <laughs> Convenient you're telling me that my hero just told me that he don't got time for me. Well, I'll show you who's the top dog. And so Mike put his fucking head down, elbows up, asses up working time, like put in the fucking work. And, um, man, I'll never forget that moment that he was so pissed. He's like, split sub. Wouldn't even fucking look at me. And I mentioned, and it's like, I dude, I showed him the text and he's like, fuck that guy. And I was like, I agree, dude. I was like, I can't believe he did that to you. Like, I even, I, I and I even hit sub up, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I was busy." And I, I was like, "Fuck you, dude! Like, you know better than that." And sub's a good dude. I don't know why he was that way that day, and I don't think that
1: you got to remember too. Everybody <laughs> has bad days, right? Everybody has good and bad right. days. Everybody has days in their own private life maybe fuck the entire world, and then someone comes up to you and like, "Fuck, what do you want?" You know, oh, it's you again. Who the fuck are you? No, you, know, it you was never The know. only
4: you challenge know, right? that. That sub couldn't face though was to give the attention to somebody else for any amount of time yeah and so like exotic is another breeder and he's small at this point he's still using the old bags like in fact when i went to go see mike a couple years ago it's the only reason i haven't seen him is because of covid but um i gave him one of his original seed packs back and he was mm. fucking blown away he's like dude I was like, that's dope, right? And he's like, I remember the day that you got this from me and said that you were going to give it back to me when I'd made it. And I was like, I'd say with his fucking Lamborghini truck
6: sitting at the fucking
4: row, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'd say you've made it. (laughs) You know, so, uh, but anyway, he he had this cut of clementine that he'd hunted from symbiotic genetics, and that's where the strawberry came from that made the red pop and all this shit. Mm. And, like, there were some strawberries in there from that clementine that were, like, just fucking gnarly dude and it was like candied, like frozen strawberry it was really fucking nice but then you know sometimes that clementine would come through he's like you want to breathe with it I was like fuck uh, no mm. fuck no so Funny. you know um I have appreciation for all weed and I, I do like uh excuse me I do like kind of like sweeter dabs I don't really like quite enjoy the sour diesels and the GMO dabs. They're nice and all they're good. I mean, the, the bigots fire and this and that, but um, I like my flower in that aspect. And so a lot of what I breed a lot of the cuts that I, I, there's not much I'm really looking for anymore. Like sometimes I just trade my buddies, you know, if they're like, Oh, I really want that one. And something they have, I'm like, uh, sure. I'll take that. Generally, you know, I'm just going to hook my friends up with a cut instead these days, because there's really outside of afku and maybe, Pez, I would I would be stoked on real Pez from the Pacific Northwest. I can't find anybody that has it. JJ's buddy has it, and he he won't even give it to JJ. So like I don't even ask for it anymore. But um, so I'm I'm just a guy trying to preserve those old school fucking gas and sour and Kush flavors because that's what I love and that's what I want to smoke. And so I leave the tangies and the lemons to people that really truly love that stuff and know how to select. From that, because I could, you know, out of 30 jars, tell you which one I like the best out of, of you know, maybe citrus herbs, But the citrus loving side of the industry probably has a much different opinion on what's good citrus versus maybe what I would pick. So I, I try to leave a lot of that alone and leave that to skilled gardeners. With and that them.
1: said, uh, it's always surprised me. Uh, someone, that, this is not cannabis related, but, you know, you always have to look for other fields to kind of inform any, any of your knowledge mm-hmm. in any field, right? Um So a good friend of mine growing up uh, in high school and stuff, uh, uh, his family had become semi-affluent, actually. His mom was like a bank manager or whatever, and his dad worked for, I don't remember, oh, now I remember, Red Cross, I I think. And he was like an administrator or whatever. So the the two of them were actually, you know, relatively affluent. They weren't rich or anything, but they were affluent. Uh, But she had grown up absolutely shithouse poor. uh uh, out in actually not too far from here in like Yamhill county out in the woods basically and they were just absolutely dirt ass poor anything that they couldn't grow themselves they basically couldn't eat so for example they couldn't eat anything but like chickens and eggs and even that was rare so she'd never grown up with seafood she had like the worst hand-me-downs on and on and it, it it had a as you would imagine a very lasting impact on her like Clothes taste and everything else, and also on her dietary taste. Like she was very, like she had a very bland palate. She would only really eat certain stuff. Like, holy shit, Mexican food. Now we're fucking talking about the crazy stuff, right? Like for me, Mexican food is the most normal stuff you can imagine, right? But for her, oh my god, enchiladas—that's exotic shit, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or a melted taco. Holy shit! What the fuck is that? Uh, hey. Go figure. This woman, she wouldn't touch seafood with your teeth, but she was the best seafood cook that anyone had ever met. And my friend, by the way, was a longtime uh, cook and chef and had gone to culinary school and everything else. And he also acknowledged his mom was like a savant for seafood. She knew the precise moment to take it out of the steamer or the broiler or anything else. She wouldn't touch it. She would be happy that you enjoy it, but she wouldn't fucking touch it if there was no other food in the house but somehow miraculously she was a uh, uh, she was a gifted cook and otherwise but again she'd only eat the simplest possible shit anyway just
4: that's, just that's, thinking
1: about that you always have to wonder about those kinds of people
4: and there are certain cuts that like I come across like I got this one from uh the cannabis brothers, and it's um I always forget. It's a straight lemonade cross with sunset shirt. And it was made by one of our mutual friends. And it's like one of those, those can't like, I can't throw it away. I fucking can't stand citrus, Hmm. but you just bump this girl, like just elbow bump the veg plant. And it reeks like lemon candy, like so fucking hard. And so I even broke down and realized Maybe I should breed it with my classic Duwamish diesel mail, and I have a few other ideas that I'm like, you know, shoot me if I charge anybody for those seeds. They should be giveaways and freebies, and <laughs> I don't know any betters. I don't know what to label them, but it's one of those cuts that, I'm like, you know, there's those few that I'm like, fuck. And then and a friend of mine Duck wants crazy. to do seed.
3: Me- like What's there you go
4: there you go or to the people yeah. that i know that love the, the citrus i've got um that's me yeah there you go and then my buddy wants me to take his purple punch trop f2 crossed tk and i'm like oh, are, you trying to add, are you trying to add pine and more I, that's that's he he it's one of, a cut that he was given that he, it's like his favorite cut ever and like I've gotten some good stuff from him back in the day, and he's he's a wise gardener. And so I'm gonna check it out. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, I hate purple punch. Mount like tropical punch is great know. and crosses though it crosses out well. I it's just better. I smoke weed <clears> and I'm like, you know, for me, yeah, that's but,
3: but it, it's better. It's, it's better in crosses. It's better as in F one crosses, and it is in its own right. One hundred percent,
4: dude. And I've I you know back in the day when Supernova made that, um, <clears throat> it's funny too because <laughs> people didn't want me to have the cut at first because they're like, no, because you're going to grow up better than us. I'm like, okay, fine. So one of the guys that was working with those dudes, they fired him basically because whatever i don't know i don't, I don't remember the story but he's like dude i want to give you this cut i'm like sure fine so he gives me the purple punch and i mother this thing i make this fucking huge room of moms i must have given out three thousand cuts of purple punch unlabeled to people people would be like i just tell him hey, giving away cuts and they're like what, what is this And i'd say oh it's just p e because it was you know alphabet right like it just labeled it as number letter p they're like oh, okay, cool. It's like, dude, I gave it all across the nation. I gave it to everybody, and <clears throat> that stuff ended up everywhere. People were like, "God, that stuff's beautiful, but it doesn't get you high." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. It's crazy." It's like black cherry soda, but anyway, uh, you know, there's there's all these weird citruses like Dutch treat. I like that, you know, but I w- I don't want to smoke joints of it at all ever. Like, I'd rather dab it if I had dabbed. So, um yes trinity no problem um again i've got a bunch of friends that are of the the older world and uh back when i was working with Subcool, you know we had the blood wreck and that's train wreck arcadia cut cross of trinity and blood wreck is really really special unique very velvety turps and um (laughs) yeah uh the, the Trinity cut I used to have for many years, and I got it from one of Subcool's friends back in the day, and I ran it for about three or four years. She was super special, and I lost contact with that person. And then, uh, lo and behold, she just happened to come back to me. Um, but it was sourced from some friends in NorCal that then ended up sharing it with a friend of a friend on Instagram. And he's like, hey, uh, I'm not friends with this guy, but I know he has my cut. And so I had to go and do my dance and do my brick dance, as It would have been from the show weeds and really make some, some elbows rubbies. And I had to be very clear in the very beginning, like, Hey, uh, I just want you to know that I'm here to butter you up for the Trinity cut, you know, and I was open and honest about it from the beginning, but I came with enough pancakes and and bacon in the beginning to show them that I wasn't fucking around. So, uh, you know, it's just it It helps being Mr. Slitha Cannabis when you're approaching some people because I got a I got enough street cred to at least get my foot in the door and start talking and saying, well, hey, I've got these cuts and you've got that cut. And I, I you know, what can we do? Um, So I laid a lot on the line to get a lot of this stuff. You know, sometimes I was trading five grand in a cut to get stuff like my chem or my bubba's or my raspberries or whatever else it was like because back in the day it wasn't unreasonable to pay five grand for a super rare clone only right like if you wanted it and you you didn't want them to walk away from you then you offered you gave them an offer they couldn't refuse and a lot of times that was the number you know i mean back in the day og cuts, MAPU cuts I mean, I've heard of people paying twenty and $30,000 for the cookies and stuff when they first came out. Real cherry pie, real this and that. And then as it kind of got passed around, it got diluted. But um, <clears throat> Trinity's a special one. She She's definitely, I actually have, I don't think I could show it on here. I got a couple of zips left. It is some of the stankest fucking weed you will ever smell. Like, literally, there's a lot of stuff out there that's pungent and, and loud, as the kids like to say. Uh but it is like I've got maybe three ounces in a turkey bag. If I was to open that in the office and walk out to see my wife, she would be like, Oh fuck, you opened the Trinity, didn't you? Cause it's the one cross that I have. Everything I got is loud as fuck. I can promise you that. Like my weed stinks, like fucking stinks. So one thing people always note. They're like, dude, your weed tastes like fucking crazy. It stinks like a motherfucker it looks amazing. So tr-
3: you said uh you said you didn't like fruit, but what about raspberry?
4: So the raspberry, I don't smoke that except for out of the bong, and I've kept that just because of breeding purposes, and my wife loves it, and it's really amazing for, like, moon time pain for women, and it's a really good mental mediator. You
3: say so, moon time pain? Yeah. When chicks <laughs> <Moon> are, <cycle. laughs> are, when they're
4: bleeding, it's terrible to even fucking talk about. So anyway, um, visitor, <laughs> I have a lot of uh, friends that Air are midwives, flow. so. My, my friends from Dragonfly Earth Medicine, they ended up bringing me into their fold probably like eight years ago at the Oregon Country Fair. And that was the first place I ever met them. We went and worked together for like a month and I brought my raspberry and I gave some to Josh's wife, Kelly, who, you know, they practiced midwifery together for many years all over the world. And there's a bunch of midwives at this place. And when they got a hold of the raspberry, it became very apparent very quickly that this particular cut of cannabis solved. That problem and pain and didn't take the crazy away, but it take took the edge off of it, right? Because you're, you're just dealing with so much shit in that time. Uh, like I've observed my wife and many others just fall apart. And so the raspberry is very special and it's a very deep, chocolatey, deep raspberry flavor. You know, um, it's dark. And so it's not quite like some of the other fruits and stuff, but, um, the trinity is like a grapefruit sandalwood cedar with a little bit of earth in there It is, and it is like i was saying it is so pungent it like sticks to every fucking thing and it is the worst one if i'm like you know trimming shit if i'm cutting stuff down like you know bucking plants down and hanging them up if i got to go to a grocery store after i've touched trinity It doesn't matter if I'm using a fucking grinder or a sander or steel wool or dunking my hands in the Roger Rabbit dip. That smell is not coming off. And so every time I go to the store after fucking cutting down Trinity, dude, I walk by people and it's like it's almost like I'm trying to pull a prank on them. They just they smell me go by and they're like, no way. Like, it's <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. You know, and then my steering wheel, the next time I get in my car, I can fucking smell it on the steering wheel. <laughs> I'm not joking. Trinity is a fucking problem. That's pretty funny. It is jail time weed. It's that shit that cops smell and all of a sudden they think that they're fucking Columbo. They're like, I smell marijuana. <laughs> and you're like, fucking right you do, dickhead. It's everywhere. Uh, did I, dumb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I smell crime. The dragnet, the scary no, shit. So no, no, no. The community's awesome. It's a really good officer is on the rescue. <laughs> <rescued>. <laughs> Dude, I got pulled over one time and arrested one time for a half a gram of weed and fucking cops like now you gotta listen to me. I've got a pretty good sniffer, and I didn't want to make any jokes at that time, so I didn't, but um, I made the front page paper at my local nice my local newspaper me and my younger brother and that was at that point that I decided that I wasn't going to let the law fuck with me anymore so I went and got my medical permit I lawyered up, I got a retainer of $10,000 mm-hmm. I paid the fucking dopest meanest fucking criminal weed lawyer in Washington that's right. like in high times and everything $10,000 retainer and, doctor? Uh the guy named Jeff Steinborn mm-hmm. uh, fucking heavy hit heaviest hitter there is on the west coast I don't care what anybody says, he's like he looks like Mr. Rogers, but he's 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 he doesn't look like Mr. Rogers. But that's the kind of persona he's really soft and calm and quiet. And but you don't want to get this guy going. Like when I came in <clears throat> to have my first thing settled with him, he walks into the courtroom late, and he walks into the room and puts his feet up on the defense table to zip his Italian booties up. And the judge looks at him putting his feet on the table, and she's like, "What the?" fuck are you doing and he says i'll be done in a minute thank you and she like puts her hands back and lets him finish what he's doing i was like oh i got the right guy i got the right fucking guy so i i ended up uh getting charged with attempted possession which i i had it i was only trying to have it i wasn't technically possessing it, i was trying to possess it, which was one of the funniest things ever but uh and then later on, you know, he let me work off my 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 late for the cost of him representing me and attempted possession. That's like such a bullshit. Yeah, like I mean, I can understand attempted murder if he like didn't kill somebody, but it's like the same thing
3: with like the uh, the entrapment with like when they put they'll put the girls out and like try to solicit, men, Like, yeah, that's total bullshit. Why is that allowed?
4: Not yeah. just that, put my dick in jail, not me. I'm I'm over here making good decisions. My dick's the one that's at fault. So like, you know, in those situations. But yeah, it was one of those things we're getting arrested and going through that whole thing and then being put on probation and then, you know, them drug testing me and going through all this nonsense. I'm like, who the fuck are you Nazis to treat me as a sovereign citizen, a sovereign <coughs> man on the land? How fucking dare you treat me like this? And so there became a big part of this whole like, investigating into, you know, all sorts of things that, that matter and don't matter. And we can get into that on a different channel, but um, I went through it, you know, and I, I learned what was important. And so I, you know, at one point I built my Instagram up to like 71,000. They chopped that page. They chopped my backup with like 10,000. And so now I've just been rebuilding the last like couple of years, you know, like I think they took my big page away a year and a half ago and it put me in a position where. I had a decent audience. And so if I, if I needed to, you know, put some cheddar together, I would just get on there and move my packs move my seed packs and, and whatever else. And I stayed very, very connected. And then when I lost my page, I was down to like, you know, uh, starting out with zero and, uh, I was, I was fearful. And so I've had to really do a lot of rebranding and rebuilding and connecting with new people. And, um, you know, and it's fine and dandy. I can go back and pluck my different friends from different uh places and, like, you know, find all my old reader buddies, no problem. But, like, to rebuild that kind of, like, 70,000 viewers, like, you know, that's a lot of people watching your work and uh makes business easier than, than where I'm at today. But it, it's required me to retool and to um, kind of base everything off the work again rather than the name because that got kind of Easy just to, you know, Mr. Spliff was a thing and and it still is, but now I have to put in the work again, which I'm stoked to be able to like meet all these new people and I'm Robots.
2: New again? You your audio, yeah. It's always this phone. Okay, I gotta leave and come back. All right. All right. No all right. <laughs>
1: While he's gone, um, looks like uh, Robert Benjula is going to hop on here. Keep always trying to pronounce his name right.
2: Oh, here he comes right back. AKA Captain Port. Oh, as quick as a ninja. <laughs> ninja shit. Well. <laughs> uh, Cap. Uh, welcome back. Yeah. I'm getting it down. Okay, okay let's see.
4: Yeah. So, you know, I'll tell you the one thing I've learned over a lot of these years is we spend a lot of time building these relationships. And in, in one fell swoop of being like an ignorant, prank or greedy or stupid, you can ruin things. And friendships mean a lot. And having, I mean, friendship offers so much, especially, you know, people that you can trust to be critical of you rather than maybe some random jerk on the internet or whatever. And so it's a way to keep yourself held accountable and keeping your work good and this and that, and having people be honest with you. And I see a lot of people out there just being uncomfortable <coughs> with each other. And it's sad. It's really sad. I moved That's a, a very lot. good take. Actually,
1: we forget about that sometimes when we talk about the, uh i've bemoaned the sort of lack of friendships and the the prevalence of enemies and just the, the fact that you don't seem to be able to make honest relationships and so on in, in cannabis mm-hmm. seems like everyone's basically out to screw each other that's a really good point too that not only yeah right robert who who among us does not know basically among these these uh, getting screwed situations But how do I say this? Uh, You forget about that, too, that we're always talking about, as breeders especially, we're thinking about this more than anything, how to improve cannabis, how to improve our own cannabis, how to improve future lines, how to improve, excuse me, how to create uh, new strains that we haven't even thought about yet. How do I say this? Uh, Without a critical voice that is a supportive critical voice, it's going to take anyone a lot longer to get somewhere. So when you don't have a mentor or a friend or a voice that you can basically go to, to really to, to have sort of honest heart to hearts basically, or I don't know, how am I describing this? Like, you know, like a chef, I've said this before on the show, like a chef going to another chef, uh chef's restaurant to try their food. The other chef will say, Hey man, I really loved your fucking pork loin or whatever. I really love that. Oh, the steak though was overcooked. You know, I gotta be honest with you, the steak, you guys didn't nail it tonight, but that freaking pork. Oh my God. You know, what a thing of beauty. And that'll basically, uh, how do I say this? That kind of feedback will be really useful. Some of the most uh, useful feedback, honestly, comes from people who really know what they're talking about, but are still in your corner, right? Maybe mildly competing with you, but still on the whole, basically your friend. When you don't have that, man, it'll take you years to get anywhere. We've talked about this in an extreme version of this. We've talked about how one of the best uh, comments or one of the most insightful comments that I think I've read recently uh, was about Kanye West. It was like, he is living proof that at a certain point, when you've lost your family and money is your only connection to people, he has no one left in his life that loves him. Basically, his public behavior is a sign that no one left in his life has his trust and also loves him. You know what I mean? No one is there to basically tell him no. I'm describing this poorly. But anyway, how do I say it? It's an extreme version of that inability to have honest to goodness uh, friendships. And wouldn't you know it, as we hear about him, He's screwed a bunch of different business relationships. He's done all kinds of extremely weird stuff. He does business uh, meetings with Adidas executives and puts hardcore porn on the screen. He's a really, really weird dude, evidently, well, wouldn't you know yeah. it, people can't stand working with that. And little by little by little, if nothing else, you don't get positive criticism. And then you act like a fucking shithead before you know it. That's a very interesting
4: yeah. take. Yeah. Well, and it happens like, you know, even imagine with the, the thing with the, chef visiting another chef's restaurant like that chef might still be executing perfect sops but there's a fouled valve on his grill that's Mm -hmm. making it too hot and he doesn't know until somebody of actual culinary skill says hey it wasn't right you know the sear was wrong it was too aggressive it was too quick and so then he goes and checks his grill we go and check our pp you know people that do the salt stuff check their ppms or we're looking that maybe there was a light that was coming on in the middle of the night when you're breeding and you had some fallow plants and so you need people there and and also to be able to confide in you know i mean be careful with the vulnerability that you test but you know having friends is important in this industry and um especially in a game where everything is organic living tissue you know like it's very easy to lose things and to misfeed something or Whatever, right? And so having a, a circle that's small, uh or big, whatever, but like at least have some sort of, sort of circle. And it's it's people are just so nasty in this industry, and it takes time to find the good ones. And generally the people that I I seem to flock to are the people like me that have stripes, that have been abused, that have been through the bullshit and realize that and not necessarily that it's part of the game, but people will be people. And so we just need to be careful with who we work with and, you know, but hold on to the good ones because they're few and far between.
1: It's true really in any, in any industry, in any field, but it seems to be more true somehow in cannabis. I think maybe this is at least my explanation. This is probably not the gospel truth, but this is my explanation (laughs) that it's a, uh, a gold rush. Uh, it's not actually a gold rush I think for most people but I think people assume that it is well, every gold rush I think is that basically it's not really a gold rush for most people but basically everyone rushes, rushes to get the gold uh, and most people get screwed and the people who really make the money are the people who do the picks and shovels mostly and then there's a few people who strike it rich off the gold and whatever, but in the meantime lots and lots and lots of fucking shenanigans speaking of shenanigans
4: Um ego, ego is a big part of that yeah. too like, take it like this if I see a cut that's super fucking fire and somehow I get my hands on it, now I feel like I'm in that driver's seat. If I love, <clears throat> say I, I love some certain kind of music state, say I'm in love with Master P, and I buy a Master P album and I put it in my fucking in my player or I, I download it or whatever the fuck kids do these days because I'm, I'm an old guy. But anyway, so listening to that music does... So what I think make they boof it. That's what there you they go. The music. So uh, but most people these really? days, just think that you listen to something, does not make you feel like that person. But in cannabis, if you get a particular cut, all of a sudden you feel like you. It's like being able to. Be, it's like a, a a costume, like a living costume that you can put on and become that rock star, right? Yeah. And so there's all this like uh, <laughs> this covetousness because of that covetousness in, in cannabis, and people think like all of a sudden like, if I can get that cut, I don't care what the fuck I got to do to get it. I need to be that dude with that cut or this blah, 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 blah. And, and so it's a, it's a much, it's like a living suit that people can put on. Right. And so cannabis is cutthroat and it's very driven by uh, greed and, and things like that. But I don't think necessarily for even the, the means of having the money, but showing people that you have the money. Right. So it's like, cannabis has this very odd influence because it is partly drug culture it's also partly like a medicinal culture so there's both of those hierarchies that exist within the same plane which is fucking crazy but cannabis is a unique industry due to the fact that it is what it is and people that have certain genetics flex in a certain way that others can't and those things can be attained rather easily so it causes people to maybe not all of it but you know what I mean you can buy a pack of seeds you can hunt it all of a sudden you're the new dog with a big dick and so it's interesting how there's a lot of this like stepping on each other's toes and cutting each other and nasty shit that goes on just so people can have this moment to flex and it does lead to being you know financially fit and whatever else they're trying to chase but it's ugly you know and a lot of it's ego driven rather than Welcome to
5: Michigan.
4: Yeah, God, Michigan was, everybody's got a 30 and 40 light basement. I'm like, fuck you guys over there. Makes me so sad. In the Northwest, you're lucky to have a basement where you can get an eight lighter in. Over in Michigan, everybody's like, no, I got room for 50 in my basement. like, Fucking Michigan. So anyway, anybody got any questions?
1: We've had a few questions, honestly. Well, you answered a couple of them. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, you got me thinking about, uh, 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 who are your legends? You know, we've talked about uh, some of the people you sort of dislike and so on, but who are your legends or <laughs> you could answer that a few different ways. Who are the people you, lo- you look up to now or even, uh, uh, look up to just in general, maybe there's some people who you aspire to. Uh, uh, how do I say that? Uh, I don't know. Some people whose work you respect these days or even people whose <clears throat> work you really, uh, uh, made a formative uh, uh role in your life.
4: Subcool first and foremost. <clears throat> I knew of Subcool as a photographer. And, and you know, even though there's tough times at TJ, Subcool was a dear friend of mine and I talked to him and we were we were working on things together up until the day he died. I think I, I probably didn't talk to him within on the phone within probably a month or so of him dying. I texted him probably like 10 days or so before he passed did it fucking hurt. Losing Subcool was one of those weird things because a so surprise for sure. Subcool meant a lot to me for a lot of different reasons. You know, he was he was a fucking cool cat, hard working guy, same kind of dude as me, tradesman, a little bit, you know, egotistical alpha. And um I remember the day he died like it was yesterday, I was going to work, I was getting in my car and of all people, Kyle Cushman called me, uh, like Kyle and I talked regularly, but never in the morning. You're not morning people. <laughs> so, um, Liz and sub was, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, I, I, I definitely was in tears. It was just some cool was a big part of bringing me on. And, and I had the skill, but he showcased me. Um, <clears throat> so through that I got to meet a lot of people. And there was a lot of people that I became friends with. And and even someone like JJ from Top Dog, I, I ended up becoming friends with him. I'll tell that story one, because it's really interesting how we met. But JJ from Top Dog is one of those people I always looked up to. Um just because I love that gas and I loved a lot of the stuff that he made and he's a really unique individual. And um the crew that they always ran with, you know, the chem crew and asshole Joe and all these other guys that were like part of the original skunks and sours and chem crew. Like I was always like, damn, these New York boys, like I'm from the West coast. I've never been to New York. I don't, I don't know how New (laughs) York is. I just see the movies. And so I don't know what that culture is like, but it just fascinates me. Right. And so top dog, top dog, JJ, I was always a huge fan of the writer, Mel Frank. Mel Frank was very well worded and very, very intelligent, and I didn't trust Jorge Cervantes. You couldn't... Um, fuck no. Hell no. Mel, Fr- Mel Frank is real. Jorge Cervantes and Ed Rosenthal, they give me the fucking CIA creepies. Hmm. But, um, <clears throat> you know, there are guys like Karma, Karma Genetics, I've always been like, damn, that is one outfit I've that I've heard always- he's
1: chill, right? In, in Holland, that's a good one. Which one's the, the Holland outfits that you like?
4: Yeah, I, so, like, you know, there's a couple of the Dutch breeders and Swiss breeders and people over there that I'm like, you know, Shanti Baba and Neville, obviously, were like a lot of the original guys doing work over there. <clears throat> and, um, you know, Aryan's a complete fuck face loser. Like, that guy should never be trusted or exalted for any fucking reason, and it really... <laughs> You know, I saw my buddies Josh and Kelly from Dragonfly Earth Medicine Varb fight it out at the greenhouse coffee shop. I'm like, how could you even support such a fucking piece of shit? I mean, they've got a dope shop. It's right, right on the water in Amsterdam, and it's right outside of Dom Square. And <clears throat> it's a cool little shop, but fuck Arian, dude. What a terrible, horrible person for this industry. <laughs> it's
1: funny because everyone loves, his, uh, everyone loves Franco, right? But he's just like, I don't know. Yeah. Doesn't um, have the charisma maybe? I don't
4: know. Yeah. I mean, like Franco, I think, was one of those guys that was a part of a team of guys that loved weed. And uh, the price must have been right. And I think he and his brothers were people that were honestly in love with the plant and i i think that they probably didn't know enough about Aryan until it was too late and then um god rest franco's soul it's one of those things though you know you gotta be careful who you work with but a lot of you know like shanti baba and neville big big fans of their work and flying dustman and, and Nirvana, and some of the guys who are working stuff over there early and the people that that dna don and Aaron, which is probably the best I've ever heard in my life it's it's not like Dino nucleic. We're talking yeah, man, Don okay. and Aaron. It's it's Don and Aaron DNA, and so they had a shop in Amsterdam for years, and so I'd go and vibe with those guys. I've always loved Josh from uh, <clears throat> La Plata. La Plata Labs out in Colorado. um You know, local guys that here in the US. I, I've always loved Dungeons Vault. I, I've always been a big fan of. Um, he back in the day. Fuck, man. I grew a bunch of Bur- Burmese into Perps and Sage Crosses, Sage and Sour, and just happened to make something called Sour Sage, like, you know, 10 years later. And everybody's like, is that the one from THC? My- I'd love is- to
1: get Adam on the show, but I-, I hear he basically never goes on other people's podcasts.
4: Hell, uh, no, It's a brand yeah. and he sticks to it, but he might be able to get on his show. He, he and I have done a couple together with Subcool and Nice guy, knowledgeable, and I love their seed packs. The little bite. It's so
1: disorienting when he shaves his beard. I'm like, "What the fuck
4: is that?" <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, there were a lot of guys that I looked up to that were, you know, kind of unsung heroes in the weed industry, and um, so you know, it was a mix of my my personal heroes to that drove kind of how I treated people, like. <clears throat> mr t dude i fucking love mr t not a lot of people know that but like mr t is one of the guys i looked up to as a kid mr. T's because, legit. dude he's he's one of the most intelligent you ain't got no time ha- for that jibber jabber no i paid a football catch what his fries his everything he does Video has food. purpose and like he he was a man of great gravity and i so you know, seeing people like this, I knew that I had to that I never had maybe the means to be somebody like that as far as public reach. I mean, there's very few people that go into Hollywood and come out the other side still themselves. And he is one of those few that he was too strong to break a man like that. Like you you'll never do it. And and so I try to be good to people and I I didn't mean I fuck up, I'm human, but I really do my very best to be honorable and thoughtful and sure i go on my rants and you know i have my political views and spiritual views but genuinely through my time in the cannabis industry when Subcool put me on and i went from being a fucking nobody and i don't mean that in a negative sense but i was not known in this industry to like literally within months going to events and having a hundred plus people ask me for my autograph and i was like what the fuck and so I had to get used to that, like really no, quickly. sub and, like, was
1: an incredible hype man, he built a bunch of people's careers. I think a lot of people probably would have to really acknowledge that their career was built basically on on his whatever you know sub was not a perfect guy you know he he was an interesting character, let's just put it that way, but a lot of people came through t g a and became gigantic superstars to this yeah. day
4: yeah that was I owe everything to sub, and like it's uh <clears throat> It's crazy when I look back and I, I see all that. And because he put like, you know, here I was, this person that had moved schools a lot. And I never had a lot of really, I had, you know, a couple of solid friends in my life, but I moved all the time. And so I was always left without that key circle. And I always felt dismissed and not like, un, you know, forgotten about, but I knew my time was to come. And so when all of a sudden I was given this platform to talk to people and be good to people, I used it for the right purposes and I, I gave back and I loved on people and I, I was there to do whatever it is that they wanted from me and not like I was some kind of star, but I was a cog in this, this thing that everybody wanted to be a part of. And so, uh, you know, I have people that really were instrumental in me seeing how easily it is to lift up somebody's heart in a small moment and make it everlasting and not for your own benefit, but for the fact that they might've been suffering. And all of a sudden I was given this position where me, me merely taking two minutes out of my day to, you know, like uh, directly talk to somebody meant the world to them. And I'm like, really, that's like, and I would give way more than that, but that, that's, that's all I had to do with, to heal people on some small level. And I got to be in the public. Doing that, like, I don't give a fuck about being seen, but I got to have an effect on these people's lives and hug them and tell them, you know, like, I'm a Christian, dude, but I love Namaste, right? Like, the light in me sees the light in you. And that always is something that, like, I look deeply in people's eyes when I hug them. And I'm like, I'm here in this moment, and I hope you understand that. Like, India was written about in the Bible.
1: There's no there's no need for a butt in there. It's widely right, speculated it, that a lot of uh, Indian wisdom actually influenced a uh, uh, Judeo-Christian uh, uh, thinking. Anyway,
4: nice. yeah, yeah. Regardless, I'm just saying you don't see that term in, in the scripture. But my point is, with that, that's one of my favorite ways to look at people is to say, regardless of how fouled we are the light in me that exists, still sees the light in you, or or continues to see that light. And so I would, I have this opportunity to cont, and like to connect to people, and like I was this big energy ball of love, and and to be able to go to these. Events and be able to touch people's lives and to like, and I was this special conduit at TGA because I was really close to subcool, and I also knew that sub was there for the people. so I would grab the people that were standing on the outer edge, you know, because the TGA booths were fucking slamming all day, twelve hours, nonstop. and like just heavy activity. We always won best booth. We didn't always place in the cup, but um <clears throat> people that were less assertive. I would see them like watching and looking. and I'd say, hey, you guys want to meet Sub?" And they'd be like, no, oh, no, 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 it's all good. I'd grab by the hand and just fucking tell the crowd and be like, move. And they'd be like, hold on, Sub is try to get through. And then I'd bring him straight up to the front. And I'd be like, "Sub, cool, these guys want to meet you. And so that was literally what I did the whole time. I'd go out and I'd talk to these people and I'd be the guy that, because I would see all these weed nerds on the outside of the booth that were like trying to be a part of it. So I was like, fuck that. I'm not staying in the booth anymore. And so I was never in the booth. I was on the outside of the booth, and that became my job. Like I gave it to myself. And so I was like, "Dude, I love that you went out there and lassoed all these weed nerds that might have been too shy to come up and talk to me mm-hmm. or Dioxide or anybody else." And I could see it. And I, I mean, know exactly what you like, mean
1: too. They get starstruck, and I've seen that basically yeah. kind of
4: there. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I they're up. all nervous. They know? got some maybe money in their they're pocket. pocket and they're like, "Oh, I don't, people, I don't know, and they maybe. want to buy a pack, yeah. or they want to ask for an autograph, or like, hey, something. I don't know, what if I something. sound stupid.'" Yeah, exactly. And so what I would do is, like, if I had to grab by their ear, I'd bring them right up to Sub and be like, Sub, these people are huge fans. And then all of a sudden, Sub would love on them huge. And they would be lit up like That was one of
1: his and- great gifts, yeah. They, they say that yep. people like, uh, uh, and that seems to be a recurrent trait among some of the most sort of uh, uh, successful people, really. like Bill Clinton and a few other people, basically. When you are talking to them, They are talking to you only in this entire universe. They have a gift for that, basically. Uh, They say the same thing about quite a few different people. Who is it? Uh, Our current president, our previous president, actually, say what you want. We disagree slightly. But apparently when he talks to you, he basically talks to you. That's basically a a gift or a skill or whatever it is. Yeah, it's it's very counterintuitive because most people are used to uh, talking to, when they talk to someone who is powerful, influential, or famous, or whatever, they're sort of aloof. You know they they kind right. of talk over everybody, right? But these people have that different skill. And Subcool was that he'd look you right in the fucking eye, and he's yeah. only talking to you at that moment. He's not talking to and anybody else. Everybody else can go fuck themselves. He's talking to
4: you. Yeah, even if yep. it's only 30, 40 seconds, he's talking to you. That's a great gift. Dude, they would remember that forever, and Sub would too. And yeah. so, I had such a unique job, like you know. And again, it was I I wasn't given the job. I just real I saw a need and fill a need. You know, like, uh. And it was the greatest honor to be able to serve the people like that because I was given this position like, sure, my garden game's fucking tight. I'm a good carpenter. I can build fucking tits rooms. I'm a fucking, you know, I I have an ego to fulfill, so I can't bring shitty weed to the table. So there's all that. That's great. But all of a sudden, I got to go and make people's days, and it didn't cost me anything but being excited about what I was doing. So we'd show up to the cup. As soon as we got there, There like maybe for the first hour, some cool is like kind of like all over the place, talking to people. And I'd tell people like probably come back in, like an hour because right now, you know, it's just, and it's, we're setting up still and it's odd. And like, I promise I'll take care of you. And so, um, some of the people that I still know today, you know, I met at those cups because of the TGA situation and, and, I'm so grateful for what I've been through. I've met so many awesome people, and now I, I get to breed seeds and connect with other people doing the same, and bring really awesome genetics to the table. And
1: speaking um, of that, do you have a uh, do you have a plan? Do you have a style? Do you have a, a goal in mind with your your genetics?
4: So I, I'm somebody that's obsessed with my original, like favorite, which is Seattle Sour Kush 4 Headband. And, um, you know, I plan to just completely rebuild a lot of these old school cuts and I'm not looking to make, make maybe BX's and BX seven and follow traditional. Well, before we
1: move cuts. on, what do you like about it? What do you like about it? So it's the same, basically it's the same cut by a different name or is that two different cuts?
4: So Seattle Sour Kush's Chem 4 headband, so the original Chem 4 cut with original headband, not Lupa, not 707, like that old-school original diesel gas. And so it adds, like, this very sour element to Chem 4. And the odor, the taste, there's nothing that even comes close. You could show me a thousand cultivars. There's things that come close, like my kosher cut makes me really happy. My motherfucking... Uh, my Chem 91 cut makes me really happy. Chem 4, like Chem D, but there's nothing like Seattle Sour Kush. And so within that, I, I, I've i made some BXs in the past with that just to make that available because I don't let that cut out at all. Um, but I, I love Sour Diesel. I love Chem Dogs. And so I build a lot of my gear that is heavily laden with those parents in it right so we'll go a bunch of different directions but it's just interweaving these cuts and and making these nuances one's a little bit more velvety og one is a little bit more of that like not necessarily larfy sour but you know not as tight and dense as some others and i'm a flavor whore i i only smoke splits and joints like as long as it's not fruity yeah and and there are a few fruits that I like uh the 818 is okay on the headband that one's okay you know like it's it's dank don't I mean I shouldn't even say that it's okay cuz that's fucking stupid but it's fire as fuck just like you know the 707 it's just that they're not like that original sour perfect oh my god so um a lot of these remakes still pay great homage and are are awesome recreations or whatnot. But that the one that I'm after is that, and I, my buddy still has the day record. Um, there's something about that flavor. And so, you know, I collect sour diesels. I collect chem cuts because, you know, I have three cuts labeled chem. I know I like this guy, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so, I know exactly what Chem 91 is and I've gotten cuts from my buddies that swear up and down that it's Chem 91 and it's not, but whatever it is, it's gassy as fuck. Just like things like motor breath, right? Like having that SFV crossed with it is, is fucking dank, but it's not the same flower. It's not the same texture. And so I'm always working textures and taste because I know what I like and I know what smokes best in a spliff and, um, so i I, I know what i like fuck you all (laughs) yeah pretty much and and then with that too like you know having specialized people doing their thing is really important because again i don't want a plumber doing carpentry for me and likewise i sure as fuck don't want a carpenter doing any goddamn plumbing because that dude stick to what you know because specializing makes things work and so like i leave the other work to other people i love leave the tangies and the lemons and the grapes and the
3: yeah, a bit in their lane <laughs> yeah but you know so you're so being a uh sour kim lover i'd imagine that you built your mails that way how, how did you build your build your mails and what exactly are they
4: so i've got probably five mails that i still keep right now um my original like i guess you would call it my flagship flavor was evergreen and that was kind of when I was finishing up my work at Gage, right? Like I made this Seattle Sour Kush Mendo Breath cross. And um, that was where I was going to start breeding some some more stuff that was kind of like more my angle. So I'd hunted 150 seeds of that, didn't find the male I was looking for. So I popped another 100. And I found this fucking stud from the Seattle, Seattle Sour Mendo Breath. And it was this fucking dank-ass, beautiful, gassy on the rub, just... Everything was right. I hit that to something we call menthol diesel, which was a mix of chem, sour, and kush. Um, Some of JJ's gear gear helped me bring that together. So I pollinated that, that menthol diesel with the Seattle sour, kush, mendo breath. And that combination I called evergreen, Washington state's evergreen state. A lot of my stuff's locally named. Um, and so I did some offshoots from the evergreen, the evergreen, I pollinated a bunch of work because I wanted it to be something that I could pollinate all the chem sours and OGs and really, um, find things within that, that stayed towards a sour. And due to the fact that the Mendo breath has Mendo montage, you would find these annoying pink and purple influences very rarely, you know, four or 5% of the time but enough to where you had to be careful the sour grapefruit can come cre- creeping out so um once I made evergreen I pollinated it once again of the
1: sour grapefruit, grapefruit to me is a good thing I'm like
4: why why, why yeah and it was nice. things out but like imagine if you were to mix like the sour grapefruit with blue dream or or even purple punch or stuff like that it's gonna go really nice now if I'm trying to make straight gas I don't want grapefruit Kim I don't want grapefruit OG but they've they, they, but see, there's people that would be like, can't you fucking make something like that, please? Because if you've got all these gay gas turds... This is, the, this is
1: the, the beauty of the fact that there are so many different kinds of breeders and why I think they yes. really should specialize in what they know and what they love. I think there's too many breeders basically making jack-of-all-trades shit. weed, basically. Well, also, yeah. but uh, in the meantime, yeah. they're breeding just all things for all people because they're like, I'm just going to throw all the freaking shit at the wall and see what sticks. It's probably it. a good way to make money but i mean long term it doesn't differentiate you from a fucking anybody uh i think in the future that's it'll be nice to say, exactly. okay you want the gas yeah. guy that's the gas guy you want the the freaking uh the kush guy that's the kush guy you want the strawberry guy that's the strawberry whatever right uh, could be by highs could be anything else could be experience whatever and
4: right? the same thing with musicians right like mm-hmm. i don't want to hear a country guy doing rap sure if you got one fucking song on your album that's a tribute to this or that i mean whatever, I, I don't want to hear some rap guy doing country, I don't want to fucking and there are those those mediums that work in collaborative efforts, but like I I want to hear,
3: I, and this come, on, you wanna hear MC, come on, I know you want to hear MC Hammer do some hardcore metal
4: There you go, well it's like this too if people don't stay true to their roots, then we end up with modern albums like Tool put out which fucking sucks such fat balls I don't care what anybody <laughs> says The new tool sucks such fat balls. Same with that 10,000 Years album. It shows when you don't stay true to your roots, then you stop making albums like Undertow and fucking, and Opiate, and uh, even Lateralis was good, right? Anima, filthy as fuck. But they lost it. Maynard got too much into his head again and was like, I am God. And then the, the music gets all twisted because of that. And So within that, I try to really not let other people influence what I like and as the artist goes you know that the band is a different story because you got multiple people but I really try to stay in my lane and do the things that I love to smoke because otherwise I don't feel like I know I, I won't be able to build that intimacy with it and I won't be able to be excited about it in the way that I should be and um I share cuts with people and stuff like that with other guys that are and stuff because I might have something that can greatly affect their work and that they're super excited about that I would never take that cut down that road, but they would gladly and rightfully. So I stick to the Sours and the Kims and the cushions because they're the things that really have a special place in my heart. And um, and then there's nuances within that. You know, like I love Triangle, but I would way rather smoke True or SOV because Triangle's got that hint of lemon that I'm like, man, it's a lemon. It's so hot fire. The triangle's so good. It's but so there's funny fire. how
1: different people have such different tastes, though, right?
4: Yeah, dude, big time. I mean, there's there's a lot of like <clears throat> you take dudes back when you're in middle school comparing chicks, you're like, damn, that chick's hot. And your buddy's like, what? No, dude, it's this chick, you know, and you're like, oh, okay. It's just preference, right? I is the beauty, the older, the older or consumer. And so I just like I try to uh I try to stay in my lane for multiple reasons. One, I know it better than anybody else. And two, I'm not trying to be something I'm not. And that way I won't get exposed for being something I'm trying or not. Whatever, you know what I'm trying to say. I don't look like an idiot for doing shit I shouldn't be doing. So there's people out there with much Uh, better passion for those flavors. And so I let them, I I step away from those lanes because I don't know them. I shouldn't be driving at that speed or whatever. And so... <clears throat> you know
3: and like, yeah, with like your uh, what would be your most gassy strain of all your strains that are in seed form i would say stuff like yeah. the same question beads. as far as sours as well what would be
4: most yeah so i would say there's things like okay sky child ninety one crossed with the two hawks two hawks is malibu pier kush with smith tower sour imagine smith tower sour is just a bunch of sours and chems and cushions. so I've got this two hawks cross that's a a sour Kemi Kush cross with Malibu Pier Kush to make the two hawks. I've hit uh I've hit my Pacific Northwest Sour Diesel. I've hit Seattle Sour Kush with that. I've hit Chem 91. I've I've got a bunch of OG crosses. Um I made some some other stuff that leans and, and battles around within that, but I would say the Twin Peaks and the Sky Child. And the ten feathers are going to be some of the gassiest and most sour. And then there's things like the Skyhawk Tahoe OG, with the two hawks. And the Tahoe is a really new, unique cut of OG. It was a little lacking on density and oiliness. So the two hawks come to add that cakey oiliness and helps it bolster its aroma and its flavor. It's there in the Tahoe, but it's just a little bit too subtle. Um, not like SFE or Fire or uh, true OG. So. We work a lot of these cuts that are really, really beautiful in their own right, but are missing, maybe it's just ability to fully express itself flavor-wise. And so we build these males that are oily and gassy and pushy and don't have a deviation of peach or lemon or lime or whatever else. Um, You know, and and the coolest thing about working with other people is like Florinugs and I have very similar tastes and things, but there's just those little nuances that he can do that not that i can't or wouldn't but uh they they slightly appeal to him or me in a different way right and so um it's really cool to be able to work with people and to have those friendships where you can go over things and be like well you know have you ever thought about doing this or tried that or whatever else so i'm grateful for the modern the modern world of uh, social media and connective like live we were videos.
1: talking about over years, you know, probably the first, you know, you guys have known each other for half a year or something. That's 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 wonderful. First yep. six months to a year, you guys are probably not going to talk shit about each other's strains. But as you guys know each other for a few years, that's when the friendship is really going to be rewarding and fruitful because you're gonna yep. know each other and know each other's breeding style, have smoked each other's weed, heard each other's complaints, you fucking name it for several years in a row, and you'll be able to tell Flora you're about to make a stupid mistake with this male. I know that you think it's a good idea, but it's, you're going to make a terrible mistake. Right? Like a good friend would be able to tell you about a girl, you know, only a good friend would be able to tell you, you wouldn't trust anyone else. Right. And that's going to be, how do I say this? I think that's exceptionally rare in cannabis. There's a few people that get to have those kinds of relationships, but as you build them, like you said, you must treasure them because those kinds of things are invaluable. Yeah.
3: So, well, when it comes to things what was really strange is that we had a we had a common circle which involved um, some of the TGA people in the TGA crew <laughs> and some of the other people it's like we all knew like the same people there's people I knew for like I've known for like 20 over 20 years at this mm-hmm. point so it's like we and I used to hear things about him from those people. So it was like it was really interesting because like we knew, we knew the same people. The we went to I the same that. parks. We got we got our we got our our enlisted uh, stuff. The same parks when we were teenagers. Yep. We shopped at some of the same places. We were at we went to the same <laughs> events.
4: Too
2: the weirdest
4: uh, things.
3: It's just like
4: how we did meet. Like I would have remembered meeting you for sure. I I have a pretty photographic memory. and would have been like, oh, I definitely remember meeting you that one day that. I can do that shit with people. where I'm like, dude, you were wearing this, this, and this, and you gave me this, and I gave you that. They're like, dude. And so, um, that it, it was mm-hmm. less than six degrees of separation. It was like two degrees of separation, and we still didn't know each other. Yeah. Hold on, really? I think yeah. the wife calling me. I'll be right back.
1: <laughs> we
4: pause which this. which um, you know,
1: we pause this program I'd for find- station identification. It's your mama's favorite channel. Go for Captain Four Twenty. You know, I kind of, uh, go along with that too.
5: Of course, I just lost what I was saying there, but.
1: (laughs) Uh, we were talking about, uh. Fixed degrees of separation? That's it.
5: Yeah. Pepperoni pizza? You know, there's, in Ohio, especially. And just to let you know, uh. I had a few talks, I had some talks over the past few days, and uh, we closed the genetics back on Ohio. If well, you want you Ohio mean? genetics, come to Ohio. Uh, we're not letting them out.
1: Oh,
3: right. Uh, well, I don't know. Is, is that good or we, bad? We,
5: we decided, no, what, it's where, actually it's a bad thing. It's what's a bad an example
6: thing.
3: of Ohio genetics other than Death Star? Lemon G. Lemon G. Well, that's out. That's one the, okay, that's the dude always morning. talks about, huh? Bubble Bubbleberry.
5: We had a bubbleberry cut that's still in Ohio. There's uh oh god. Why would you guys want to hoard that? We're tired of getting screwed. Why well, are you and getting this screwed? is what's happening? We're, too, we're kind people and we're starting to open up and what's happening is, is there's all these new breeders out there that basically don't have any of the older genetics so when people like me come around with these older genetics oh buddy 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 you gotta help out this buddy from Ohio man I'm from Ohio I'm from Ohio You gotta help me out with this strain. I see. And you help somebody out, and then the next thing you know, there's fucking seed packs out there. And you told the person, "Listen, this is for your personal garden." And next thing you know, there's seed packs out there.
3: Well, you know, it's like what the fuck. I've had testers that you know were like. They were testers. I sent them stuff before. They've done two, three cycles. You know, you kind of gain some trust kind of shit, you know? And then I send this guy, like, uh, five strains. Well, then um, I'm, like, waiting for photos, waiting, waiting. Because Usually I get photos, like, every two weeks. Nothing, 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 nothing. And all of a sudden, I see a post months and months later. And it's my strain that it was a tester. Crossed to another one of the testers that I sent the guy. It was like, then there was that one of those testers crossed to a couple of the other testers. So it was like, I was like, what the heck? Blew my mind. Started a seed company based on my testers.
5: Yeah, exactly. You know, and see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let me interrupt this. Let me interrupt for just a moment.
1: Let me interrupt for just a moment, uh, uh, Captain 420, because I think there's been. We get all kinds of levels of people that listen, not levels of people, I don't mean like levels of quality of people, but I mean like levels of grow experience or something, I guess is what I'm trying to describe on the show. Not every, not all of these stories are sometimes opaque, you know, when we bring up Phylos, sometimes that's super opaque and everything else there's a way that for example someone could have started their own seed company with your genetics right flora like if they yeah. wanted to you would like, we, we've said this before that would actually be a great honor like i've said this before yeah, i'd be yeah. super honored if someone were to yeah. use and people actually have used my genetics both in kind of yeah. good and bad ways but some folks have asked me permission and but that's the bottom line you just ask permission give credit boom you fucking you accomplish so much with just that little thing uh even yeah. honestly frankly when people kind of didn't ask uh what is the what's the expression better to ask forgiveness than permission even when people didn't ask permission but then did basically on the back end say oh me, i did such and such and such when they were respectful about it and kind and decent and didn't seem to be trying to do some big fucking shenanigans that's apparently my favorite favorite word today. I was fine with it, you know what I mean? Because, like I say, what am I breeding my genetics to be sterile? No, I mean I'm I'm on purpose breeding regs. I hope to breed fems here in the near future, but I mean, like, I've actually literally been doing it on purpose so that people can actually select things in the future and build and 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 grow things in the future. So it's actually a great honor. Like, why would I say, Oh my god, they crossed Morgana to something. My fucking stars! I oh, mean, what? What was I surprised thing, by that? Yeah, thing. exactly.
3: Yeah. 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 The fact that they found something that they think that's special in yeah. your CPAC, right. That's, that's very flattering. That's it. The problem yeah. was, is that these things were not released yet. Yeah. And yeah. So then, that's part of the problem. Exactly. Yeah. They basically
1: stole your work before you could even profit from it. Exactly.
5: Yeah. To see, I had a two, about a two hour conversation with JJ. Because I wanted to know which way he took the Stardog. I wanted to know which way he took it from the F2s. Because basically, I have that Stardog that JJ started a lot of the shit on. And I didn't want to, first of all, if you've already done the work, I don't want to go back down that same road. So I want to find the different avenue, and I'm luckily he took it towards the more citrus lemon side, which you all know I hate lemon, but I another lemon G- hater. What the shit? But <laughs> I've, held, I've held the lemon G for 23 fucking years. There's a reason like for that. That's something? a
6: special. Yeah.
5: It's a it's a special plant. And There's actually, you really like I fucking hate you. The plant's like, I hate uh, you too. Uh, no, this one looks down on you and says, I hate <laughs> you <laughs> because it gives you these big ass buds. Every branch is a baseball bat. That's cool. And you know, this year. I'm finally releasing the, I, I don't release F1s because they're too close to my breeding stock. But I've done it with the Lemon G East Bay. And you'll like the East Fay cross into it because it's Sour Dog, which is JJ's star dog. She just wanted to differentiate it times a I-95 times an I-95D. That I've crossed into this lemon G. So I, I'm actually I don't I hate the fucking lemon G. I haven't smoked it since 2005, but I'm excited about the cross that's about to come out from this.
1: Captain
5: the plants that, that are wrong.
1: Out <laughs> excuse this. me that seems wrong somehow. I don't know. Like <laughs> I've given up cuts that I didn't like. Like I don't know. It just seems wrong to hold a cut hostage. Like You hate it this whole time, but secretly you're going to use its children. It's like fucking, it's like a Greek opera or something. It's crazy.
5: Uh, I'm a breeder. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a breeder. I'm taking it the way that I want to take it.
3: Breeder or not, all strains die. All the clone onlys that don't, people don't have no more. They don't have no more because they didn't share them. Oh no, we've, we've got to strain out the people.
2: We've,
5: there. People have it. They just don't talk about it. But we we have let this strain out there. And yeah, someone that used to come on this show probably will never come back on the show because I did give him a strain. And now that person has gone off and doing whatever they're doing.
4: Oh,
1: don't worry. They're probably By the
4: talking way, there's, this shit about
1: the show anyway. Mr. Splendid, go ahead.
4: There's there's no rules of the Raz floor. That's yours. I uh, I I have no claim to anything on that. You can do whatever anyway. you want. Share whatever you Rule
1: want. of the Raz Is that kind of like the rule of the Mac? The rule yeah, of the RAS?
4: There are none. There are no like when I share cuts, I really any contracts with people of like, oh, don't share this or don't do that. Like maybe some cuts I want people to hold a little tight, but like the raspberry is something that is really fucking special. And, uh, <clears throat> use it how you see fit. Is
1: that the raspberry
4: cush? Mm-hmm. A
1: friend of mine, uh, I'm going to show some pictures. This is a long, long, long time ago. A friend of mine that I took some photos, uh, in his backyard garden, uh, you know, traditional market garden, uh, grew some beautiful Mac and a few other things. He and I basically got the Mac at the same time. And I kind of hated that cut. And he at first hated that cut, but he's grown to really love it, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I took pictures of his uh, GMO and his pride and joy of all of them was that raspberry kush. Gorgeous plant. If it's the same plant, I'm going to show it here in a second. It perps out beautifully. It smells heavily of Raspberry jam, sweet raspberry jam, never actually yeah. got to smoke it now that I think about it, but I got the smell absolutely the absolute hell out of it, uh, what else uh was powdery mildew prone, but other than that, finished like then a jam it's the super thing, uh, it then it's not mine. The
4: mine you could fucking put the worst most infected cuts around it, and it would laugh it just. It's one of those cuts, dude. Seven Northwest, tough. It, it, you cannot get PM on that cut, no matter fucking how hard you try. Impossible. So there's a raspberry that used to go around that was like this this dark purple, <clears throat> more sativa esque looking flower. You know, more equatorial type body, but um, and that's the one that the Homegrown Natural Wonders guys used to have. Um, and there's also one called uh phantom and they also call it pink champagne that's another raspberry fish so i seem to be frozen <clears throat> let's see does no,
6: see,
4: uh see. Okay. does me Jean have that pink champagne i believe he does and my buddy has a okay and it it looks kind of similar but they're they're like you know, okay, I can see that it's like maybe the same kind of like mountainous parentage or parental backgrounds or something. But the the real Oregon raspberry, push, the PDX cut, and then this patient-to-patient phantom pink champagne raspberry are two different cuts. And uh, most people have that, that pink champagne, which is susceptible to PM. The old school Oregon raspberry, the sub used to breed with, which is the exact same cut as Pinot. Pinot and raspberry are the same and made cuvee and raspberry smash. I'm like, bro, those are both raspberry space queen crosses. He's like, no, one's called Pinot. It's different. I got it from Frenchie. I'm like, trust me, that dude <clears throat> got it from the same guys that I know. Who I, it's, it's the same cut. Pinot and, and raspberry kush are the exact same cut. So <clears throat> anyway. Yep, that's the pink champagne. You know what? Cut. This is this
1: is ice cream cake right here. I think. As say, there's no way for, that's great. This was beautiful, uh, beautiful, beautiful plant. By the way, this was uh, honestly it was really fun <clears throat> playing around with this guy's uh, garden because I just went around pretty much uh, took uh, photographs. This was a couple of years ago. Now that I think about it, uh, but uh, I got a real appreciation for uh, some of these hype cuts that are easy to make fun of. This is, like I say, I think still ice cream cake. Just kind of trying to scroll through here to find some of the
4: other ones. Those are really great, but the problem with a lot of things like ice cream cake because they got shared by every mid-level gardener immediately, and a lot of shitty, small, salt-fed mm. gardens grew it out. It just looked like garbage, and it was that same monotonous flower, you know, mm. and, like, done by the right guy. And and that's the raspberry Amazing. <clears throat> cool.
1: This was his uh, raspberry kush see if i can find any
4: more that looks a lot more like the phantom to be honest but you know it's tough to say mine mine flower structure looks similar that's the Um, one too yeah that's it but that no that's definitely mine would be really colorful at that point outside or in
1: gotcha she did finish quite purple so this was still both of them do right now
4: this was still i want to say
1: like september
4: um but i have flour here where like the flour is literally black like it's, it's fucking gnarly but there's two that are very similar and i was gonna say that first one. I was, I was gonna say yeah definitely not my cut but it makes sense that it was ice cream cake but you know that's got a similar afghan style build it was mm-hmm. like these raspberry and blackberry like a velvety afghan as far as their structure and the way that they they thicken up and all that and so i find that um Man, she yields like a crazy bitch and dogs is going to knock the fuck out of the park when he starts breeding that bitch. It's so going to be awesome.
1: More true Colors, those other ones. Uh, I don't know if you guys shoot in Raw or if you know that. But anyway, this is right, probably good Colors. You take a good Smash?
6: Yeah,
1: I'm Later, tired. i got to finish. Oh, Smash, I even forgot. Uh, did you have any questions for uh, Mr. Spliff? Or did, uh, I mean, you don't have to. You can bounce, of course. No, I've just kind of been listening. Right on. Cheers, dude. Have a good one. Chillin'. Have a good night. Later, man.
2: There's Flash.
4: I'm going to go and spend anyway, some time with the wife here in a couple minutes anyway. Well, so cheers, it's right
1: time. on. This has been a. Uh, okay, did I stop the share? There we go. This has been a delightful interview, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're welcome back, frankly, anytime. Love to. Love uh, to. You're know, always easy yeah. to talk
4: to. I love it. Yeah, man. It's nice where, uh, like, you know, we, we have a difference of opinion on certain things, but, like, I find that reasonable people always have reasonable conversations with each other and and just listening to how when we were talking on Flora's channel the other day and you were talking about how you approach people makes all the difference rather than saying, oh you shouldn't use that mm-hmm. versus, well maybe next time you could think about using this product. And those kind of people that are peaceful and loving, I'm always drawn to and I was mm-hmm. I was excited to come on tonight. So I'm really glad You're I sure got that, that
1: yeah. What uh, what would you like to tell people? Oh, you know what? Two more questions. Uh, uh, so the last question will be: uh, What would you like to tell people? That's up to you, basically. But second to last question: uh, It's a two part question. You can go to any time on the in the history of the world or universe or whatever you'd like to do, basically any time ever, and you can take any strain with you, but it's only one cut. Where do you go? When? When and where do you go? And what do you take with you?
4: Roaring 20s in America, Seattle Sour Kush. Easy. Easy answer. Right on. Straight up. Yeah, dude. I want to be a part of that fucking madness wearing fucking fancy suits and fancy hats and, and, uh, just, just the the roar of America in those times. And the citizenship was having quite the time. And I, I can say that the 70s were probably pretty misleading and the 60s were blah, blah, blah. But, um, I like modern conveniences of, of clean water and things like that. And I don't know if I'd want to carry a long sword on a horse every day. So the, the medieval times try out, you know, but um, like, I probably would have survived quite well in those days, but I would say that the, the roaring twenties and having my sour cush, and that would be, that'd be a crazy time, you know, to, to be alive with the dankity dank and I'd have to probably, that is assuming that I could cultivate inso- indoors and that this is my imagination and some of the, the modern luxuries. That's right, with, with like
1: <laughs> incandescent Edison bulbs or some shit. I don't yeah. even know.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows how it happens, but I'd take Wait, some well. back with me and I'd be like, look, here's what we're doing. We're making these inside lamps. We're going to figure out the electrical currents and get it all done. And and then you over there, you make the ballast and then That's you go so make the don't, rolling Don't papers. electrocute any elephants. Try not to. Dude, I do, right? God, what was it? Was it the Bob's Burger episode that they talked about that? I can't remember what the fuck it was where they're talking about the elephant and all that bullshit. And, like, it's such a fucking.
1: It's a episode. fucked up story. I shouldn't have run it up. Yeah. I thought it was being funny. And I'm like, oh, shit, that was actually kind of a downer. Yeah,
4: I mean, totally. <laughs> uh, but The thing that I would like to leave people with, which I, I try to convey this all the time, I've been doing this work for quite a while. There's guys that have been doing it for forty and fifty years. I'm I'm a blip on the map of cannabis, but I, I'm I think I'm decent at what I do. I think there's a lot of people that second guess themselves in this industry because they see the magnitude of this. In, this it's still in its infancy, but as big as things are, and there's a lot of people, you know, that there's that whole star belly skink thing, right? Like they they feel like the have nots, and <clears throat> it does not matter what. Level your garden is at. You need to remember fundamentally to enjoy the blessing of just being able to garden, and you need to remember that <clears throat> scale is nothing, and and to really love what it is that you do because there's nobody that understands it the way you do. And uh, don't be fooled by all the glitz and glamour. You know the things that speak to your heart and soul are super super important. And if you fuck up and and take away The most imperative part of gardening which you're supposed to enjoy it so slow down enough enjoy the garden be stoked that you get to transplant you get to just behold this magnificence and um, there's only one you and and be proud of that you know there's a lot of people that are discouraged in this world and uh, I'm sharing my alpha energy with you to t- to teach you to rise up and that you're a moment away from being great. And, you know, we get there at different times. I'm still waiting, you know, but believe in yourself, love your garden, and, and be good to the people around you. You know, this, this world can be very distracting. And uh, <clears throat> gardening is good because it's very human fundamental practice. So stick with it, love it smoke a lot of weed yeah man. Great words Crazy. before you before you shut off dude i've gotta
5: ask because you're the only one that i found that knew anything about the pink champagne can you tell me anything more about that because i've got like maybe an eighth of bud with just seeds in it for
4: mean g so the p2p cut The Phantom Cut, I don't (laughs) know a lot on its origins. Um, What I can do is ask my buddy who's really aware of it. And then the next time I come on the show, I can divulge what he's told me. So um, I appreciate that. Yeah, not a problem. I can totally find out what it is that he knows about it. Because he has, like, I believe his family, uh, like, his whole family grows weed. And so he got it from either his brother or his dad, and they would know. All about it because they're they're fucking straight weed nerds. They're encyclopedias. Mm-hmm. So um, I will ask them, and then I don't know if we will be back next Tuesday. I'll probably be the following one because I I work every other day. So whatever day I have off this week, I'm working next week. So, um, but yeah, either that or on Floranug show. If you ever see me on Instagram mm-hmm. or something, just say hey, fucker, what, what's up with the pink champagne? Oh, and I'll have some more okay. answers. But I appreciate the, the opportunity to come and hang with you guys. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your evening. And uh as always yeah, a great yeah. Saturday. Saturday. It's true too. Take it easy, guys. Cheers, buddy. Thanks a lot. Yeah, man. Peace. Peace later. Yeah. Well
2: later, Mr. Sliff. Thanks for coming on. Great yep. uh, Thanks, Great interview. Thanks, Mr. Sliff. Yeah,
5: that's, that's someone I could get along with at
1: a table in a smoke session oh we have, we plenty, have plenty left palette. to talk about yeah we have plenty left have to talk about same <laughs> to, well that's a good point actually yeah uh we have uh plenty left to talk about because he uh, makes no bones about his uh, extremely flavorful and loud smelling weed what do we always talk about here oh fucking organics is so much better guess what you might disagree with that i think he does
3: grow organics mm-hmm. some of the time but i think primarily he was he wearing uses, aptus and everything else so. yeah he uses Aptus, which mm-hmm. is uh not salt per se.
1: It's, it's like boron based short. or some shit, yeah. I've used it. Before. Peppers. Pardon. <coughs> Somebody was saying something.
3: He I something. It's part yeah. of gotcha.
1: Or it's distilled from beets or something. Oh fuck, I don't know. No, 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 that's the other one. That's the I can't think of the name. There's too many bottles too complicated anyway uh not talking shit about i guess uh uh, whatever nutrients or something although we are we do actually talk shit about nutrients what am i talking about yeah we do talk shit about nutrients anyway ladies and gentlemen uh i was thinking about today i was thinking about like should i cut the show like because you know a couple of my friends i got this whole well i guess it's two pages back i got a whole list of Advice pieces from a friend who actually does this for a living. She's like, "Okay, one of the first things you do wrong is that you have like eight hour fucking shows. Like, what are you smoking? Like, seriously. Like, besides the fact that you're smoking, what else are you smoking?" So I'm like, "All right, yeah, but we get into these conversations and da, 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 da. I don't know. I don't know. So like, what do I cut, cut the show right now? Probably. I should probably just cut the show right now and then start up again and do like a after show or something. But I mean, like, what? I don't know. Is everyone going to vanish? I don't know." Or do we just cut the show now? What do you guys want to do? Yeah, I don't know. You, I
3: I'm probably
2: going to go to bed. Fuck it. Maybe we'll cut
1: the show here in a little bit. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll uh, cut the show in the next 20 and uh, call it good. What do you guys want to do about tomorrow? Do we want to try a uh, game night again? Or do we want to try a discussion or take the evening off? Or what are we thinking? You we speak up at once.
2: Exactly. I'm <laughs> sure I'll be here. Right on. You know me. Well, then we'll try something. We'll do something. Uh, ah,
1: weed, of course. Bad time. Oh no, I did a little bit of weed. You know what? This list, last bit of weed we were talking about cool and this is actually a perfect little segue. Okay, perfect. I have my tiny last little bit of Roswell. It's butt ass old. Uh, it's got to be. <laughs> four years old or something it's all brown i actually took a couple of pictures of it next to my auto flower I, know, I should show that to you in a second uh but uh i tore off like you know half of it and smoked a joint the other day and i still have like a little joint so i'm gonna actually smoke this. this is the last 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 uh roswell um he sent it to me as a tester and whatever and it was a great fucking strain and then he launched it uh I actually used my photo uh uh to launch it, whatever, but you know, that didn't last very long because then Subcool went fucking tits up. Everyone knows the story was was terrible. Uh uh Mr. Spliff was alluding to it, but anyway. It was a real good strain. It was G13 by Space Boom. Real good, uh, good, shit. Anyway, um yeah, shout out to Subcool. Interesting guy. And what an interesting guy. He really was the, the you know, like Helen of Troy. He's like the face that launched a thousand ships. A hype man that ended up, despite everyone's whatever, you know, shenanigans, uh, since that is my favorite uh, word today, uh, the face that launched a thousand careers, practically. You know, we've talked about this. A uh, bunch of different people. Heroes of the Farm, Jinx Proof, uh, Dioxide, uh, Od Diesel. Uh fucking uh Mr. Spliff, on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Isn't it crazy? Uh a lot of other breeders end up kind of fallen apart. Like, what did he say about Gage Green? What did he say about I think a couple other different that I, I sort of the same. I had a couple of experiences with a couple other breeders that I could see that there wasn't much of a future with. But for example, when I finally went to Subco, I was like, oh, okay, this is a guy that actually, uh, despite the whole rock star jewelry, whatever, like. I feel like you could get somewhere with a guy. You know, maybe, maybe that's whatever. Not always, whatever. You know, maybe I didn't know the whole story or something, but still, well, I'm talking out loud. But anyway, very interesting. Cheers to several. Um, thanks, everyone, for everyone for tuning in, by the way. Thanks to uh, folks for, thanks for the questions, by the way. We had some nice questions from chat. Thank you, folks, to uh, Agnes and others. Um, can't remember you all. If you guys have recommendations for uh, a guest in the future, I would love to hear them. Uh, Please email me at uh, fumador at chronictable.com. How do I say this? Uh, I have to email the people, you know, I have to think of the people first before I can email them and everything else. So folks, if you have good ideas uh, for someone that would be really good on the show, uh, if you don't know the kind of people that I like to talk to, it's, you know, a lot of times it is frankly breeders, but it doesn't have to be breeders. Uh, One of the reasons why I talk to breeders so often is that they can talk about cannabis for hours. Uh, Stunt cannabis, obviously, is what we're talking about. But uh, they can talk about stunt cannabis for hours and hours and hours, way before or after we even ask them questions. uh, And uh, they don't have to even sell us one goddamn thing in the process. It really annoys me to have like, infomercials basically and i remember as much as i used to enjoy some of the old cannabis shows the grow two ground tables and stuff sometimes they were effectively an infomercial you know what i mean and uh i'm just not into that you know i don't i don't make any money off the show that way it's like i have no incentive to do that and it just makes me feel dirty (coughs) what i would like to do since i'm here and you know i'm spending time on it and stuff is learn something or or Uh, uh, exchange information or whatever grow basically as a, as a freaking grower, you know, unintended. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you know folks that are great talkers, people who know a lot about cannabis and would like to share their stories about cannabis, we'd love to talk to them. doesn't have to be breeders. We'd love to talk to uh uh, honestly, for that matter, growers, commercial growers would be lovely if you guys know some people that would like to talk to us. Uh, they don't even necessarily have to show their face if they don't want to, but it would be better, obviously, to, to show their face and stuff. We'd love to talk to uh, people who implement cannabis in their art or in their whatever, in their work in some way. Uh, I'd love to talk to edible producers on and on and on. I'm thinking about doing some of that more locally as well, but in the meantime, folks, uh, uh, there's, I'm sure, plenty of you around that we actually get intercontinental listenership and viewership which is kind of crazy to me every time I kind of get sour on the show I'm like oh fuck this shit da, da, da. it's Something frustrating me somehow. If you guys have watched long enough, that that happens probably on a regular basis. Uh, it's probably like there's a calendar, like, oh shit, it's that day again. Uh, and people probably all check it off. There's probably like a drinking game. Oh shit, I drink tequila every time Fumi gets sick of the show. Uh, but he in the meantime, uh, exactly. But uh, in the meantime, uh, what was I going to say? I remind myself sometimes when I look at the metrics or whatever, I'm like, fuck, we have people like watching or listening from every single continent except for Antarctica. We're still working on that one. We need to to Antarctica. Stoners, pseudo-stoners, obviously. No so like. penguins
3: are listening? Paint, no paint, penguins yeah. yet, man. What
1: the fuck? I think the penguins look yeah. like they're stoned. dude. Oh. I mean, seriously. They're eating fish all the time. Just kind of hanging out. I bet out. they love some dabs. Seriously, right? Oh, cold yeah. start dabs oh. down in Antarctica. Oh. Nothing better. Nothing better. Than that. Come on. Or maybe they eat like Argentinian food. I don't know, like Argentinian, like tapas and shit. I don't know. Maybe. That's, uh, that's uh, probably what that's probably where we've gotten. We get viewership and we get listenership from Argentina. You know, uh, you know. Anybody
5: tacos. else from Southeast Asia?
1: Uh, we do get a little bit of listenership from Southeast Asia. Not oh. a ton, but a little bit of uh, regular viewership from Thailand, uh, Indonesia from time to time. A couple other other places that maybe are not necessarily <laughs> supposed to talk about it. Uh, yeah. None from Japan that I know of. Oh, um, just too bad. None from China. That's not surprising. I'm su- you not
5: know, Japanese. You know, you are up in the Japanese, Pacific but... Northwest. Yeah, that's why I was asking. I hear, I hear weed is popular in schedule. Japan,
1: but the penalties apparently are severe. Like, I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've heard like death penalty shit for maybe like a kilogram of weed, stuff like that. Like, whoa, wow.
5: How about like a hundred dollars for a gram?
1: I mean, if you get a death penalty (laughs) for a kilogram, I'm not all that surprised. I'm actually surprised it's not more than that, right? The top quality
5: wheat in 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 Japan goes between six. Can you imagine you
1: get a little bit too much yield? Like you got a new light. You got a new you got a new LED light. It's more efficient. Suddenly you grow like. 2.01 2.01 kilograms. You get busted by the cops. They're like, oh, you're off to the fucking gallows. That'd be terrible. It yeah. I used to have
3: only 1.5 pounds. It was fun. But it, it, it just today. Thinking just thinking about I'm You sorry. could literally grow an auto and it would be like a few hundred dollars with the weed, right? By those prices. Probably. <laughs> Shit.
6: <laughs>
5: well, incredible. yeah, exactly. And you start to finish in sixty-five days, fifty-five days.
2: Oh, Some easier to bring it inside day
3: bring it inside night. It's a lot easier to hide. I yeah, guess so. Because I,
5: I was actually thinking about. I was getting a batch of a thousand autos, two different strains. I was going to literally run two hundred of each, just to bankroll everything here. And no one would know the difference because here in Thailand, they can't tell autos. That's what I found out. A lot of these strings that I'm walking up and I don't know. Well, if I don't know, I should just go to the auto flower section and look for their name there because that's where it is. This 44 Magnum or 45 Magnum or whatever they have. It's an auto. This Marathon OG, oh it's an auto. But here, they don't know the difference. And this was another thing I brought up the other day. You know, they're going after the Instagram weed because it looks, it smells, everything like that. And there's, they're sniffing the jars. They're going to smell the weed and everything. And I'm like, why are you guys wanting to smell the weed? You're smoking it through a water bomb so you're not going to taste it and you're not going to smell it really.
1: Taste it through bomb.
3: Uh, it's hard to get terpenes through bombs. Uh, I don't know about that. that. If it's hard for you to get terpenes, you're using too much water.
6: Yeah.
3: <laughs> or a dirty ass beer. Uh, that much water. It's not too much uh, water or dirty bong. Uh, and I keep my bongs pretty clean.
2: That's one thing
5: I am kind of anal about is glass pieces, especially frog ones.
3: My little oneies I make my that I like. outside of a glass thing, not much bigger, probably <sighs> a beaker. And I get lots of terpenes
1: speaking of terpenes that's That's
3: concentrate yeah
1: speaking of uh, terpenes I was just telling anyone who's just turned tuning in I'm smoking the last the last the last of my Roswell that I had from years ago Uh, this is literally like three or four year old flower at least Uh, it's aged Um, out now it smells like uh, I honestly forget what it used to smell like I have to be frank it's been a while since I puffed it but uh, I remember it being basically space queenie but here's the thing i I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I've really never pulled out like a mango version of a Space Queen. Weirdly enough, it's always been some kind of other version of the Space queenie spices and whatever else. But anyway, the mango has eluded me. Uh, this basically smells right now like uh, like soft wood tree sap. Like if you've ever worked with wood or something, or if you've ever just like I don't know had a tree that has tree sap pouring out of it, you've smelled that tree sap. It basically smells like tree sap. Which is a very surprisingly unusual for me anyway. I don't smell tree sap that often. I smell like pine needles, forest floor needles, shit like that, kind of pine cleaner, pine saws, shit like that, but not pine sap anyway, interesting. Cheers
2: folks. Thanks for watching. yeah, the puff that's like tree sap.
1: it even tastes like tree sap that's really
6: neat. yeah
1: that's super cool
5: you know i was about to say something when you said oh i got old weed and i was about to say yeah i'm not as old as the weed i got here
1: but yeah you did i think it's older yeah i'm pretty sure it's older <laughs> yeah uh I've really enjoyed, this actually has aged pretty well, to be perfectly honest. I'm not surprised at all. Roswell was a real baller. I'm very sad that I chopped it down. And the only reason that I chopped it down was because uh, Subcool was sending me more stuff. And I thought, oh, shit. I mean, all the, the pipeline is just, you know, never ending, you know, as one does, right? Uh, and so he was sending me uh cuvee and uh, sugar tits. And he's like, oh, you got to grow it uh. right away. And I so it's like, oh, shit, okay. And so I hurry up, da-da-da-da-da-da. And so I cut, cut it down. I think I did have a cut of Roswell, but somehow I, I don't know. I fucked it up in some way. And basically I just didn't have Roswell anymore. And I legitimized it to myself because I was like, oh, okay. I have this other stuff coming plus more and more and more coming in the future. Well, no, no. Cuvée and Boom. Roswell were, or Cuvée and sugar tits were the last thing he ever sent me. Cause it just went tits up after that. Yeah. That is what it is. I still have a handful of seeds. Literally of, well, not litter, that would be amazing, <laughs> but I just have a couple of seeds of that Roswell. Uh, I guess I could have, to be honest, somehow it's different. Okay, I should get to the point. Uh, Northstar bred it, so actually I could totally get more of it, but somehow it was different because Subcool sent it to me. You know, like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but uh, it's not the same. Perfect sense. Yeah, not the same. Like, I could have gotten a lime from
2: North, uh, Northstar too, but I was like, well, but Northstar didn't send me those Kaffir limes. Uh, we're weirdos We people you me a warning
1: everybody cheers d thanks for hanging as always d uh, always a pleasure my friend yeah buddy uh d is the current only moderator and well deservedly so he's always a, hey. a chill dude in the chat uh thanks very much for hanging Grukowski and uh, zesty and everybody else uh, bugs in the house Here's Bugs. Uh, uh, Who else in here? Bugs, we should honestly, we should get together one of these days with the whole tasting group again. And I think uh, 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 we were talking with uh, Lemon Hoko. Well, it's been actually a while ago. All right, I'm sort of talking out loud, but we should get a little bit more of a Northwest thing going. It would be uh, really fun to convene all the musketeers or whatever. We could even call ourselves the several hundred musketeers or some shit, I don't know. Budsketeers. Of course, the Budsketeers. It's kind of cheesy. The,
2: the seven, that 76 Musketeers. Oh, the... Cheers, everybody. Cheers, folks.
1: D
4: with the big brain shit doing it like 30 seconds beforehand. <laughs> Bugs is saying
1: Tuesday is my most flexible day. You know? Well, gentlemen. I guess maybe we'll call it. What do you think? Uh, who wants to who wants to say goodbye? D, what are you thinking, my friend? Oh, he's chewing. Uh, I always I'll catch people up. the stupidest time. He's probably chewing on like peanut peanut butter brittle. It's going to be a while. Okay, there we go. Uh, go for it, cabin four twenty.
5: Well, again, as always, appreciate you having me on, me. It was nice to have a guest on today, and you know. Kind of a little change up and but kind of back to the old way a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But appreciate you having me on. Floral Nugs. D. As always, a pleasure, guys. Everybody out in chat. Have a wonderful evening or a wonderful start to your day.
1: Peace. Cheers,
5: Kevin.
1: Go for it, D. Oh, he's still chewing.
2: No, that's good. What's going on, everybody? Hope everybody has a good week. We'll see you tomorrow night. Same bat time, same bat channel. That's you can it. find me on Instagram at d underscore zombie underscore. Thanks for like cheers, always, dude. buddy. Yeah,
3: man. Later, y'all. Later, dude. Flora, go for it. <clears throat> <clears throat> see y'all tomorrow. Yeah, man.
1: Peace, everyone. Cheers, cheers. <coughs> Excuse me. uh what did i say this was g13 by space queen i had assumed this was another actually growing this was another lesson i had you know many years ago smoked indicas and then i gravitated away from them weirdly enough um I, i needed them basically to help me sleep but then after a while i realized like it didn't matter anymore somehow for a while i felt like i needed even if I'd smoked Chernobyl or something, I needed something more heavy indica right before bed to go to sleep. Or at least I thought eventually I realized, I think because I ran out of some indica or something one day, as one does, right? I just ran out of weed. I was like, oh shit, I forgot to fucking smoke my Candyland or whatever. Maybe it was even that for what I remember. Anyway, somehow I was able to go to sleep. And after that, I was like, well shit, you know, I kind of prefer the Sativa high anyway, you know, like why don't I just freaking keep up with that? Anyway, what am I babbling about? Roswell uh it's getting me goofy uh before I forget it had this and it has this right now it had this sensation of and mind you this is like four-year-old weed so it has no right to be this uplifting but it had this sense of and I remember you know goofily thinking about it because you know the name Roswell right uh like a cow in a basket getting lifted up into a spaceship like in a a saucer yeah because it felt like and i remember telling subcool it felt like microdosing it really did it felt like basically taking you know don't don't you know get crazy it wasn't like a whole mushroom head or something but it was like you know point one or something where you just start to see the little sizzles and everything's just a little bit goofy and you feel light on your feet and everything else it really felt like that anyway Getting that right now. It's kind of funny. And it taught me basically what I was describing is that uh, G13, which is when you look it up, it's basically an indica, not a heavy, sedative, you know, cushy weed. It was something completely different. It was uh uplifting and happy and, and goofy and apparently very medicinal and everything else. Anyway, I'm digressing, I'm babbling. Uh, folks, check out fumadoro.com. I did take down the shopping page. Actually, if you guys notice, uh, I just today I was like, yeah, I'm kind of. Uh, whatever i'm just like, kind of annoyed lately about different stuff uh the other day uh, uh i sort of realized something i'd been wondering like, what did i do to piss this one guy off and i could not fucking figure out for the life of me and i finally figured out the other day i was like oh shit i didn't do goddamn thing like it's it's we don't have to get into the details but i realized oh fuck i didn't do anything and I, it was weirdly freeing but it was also just like the fuck like, I've just spent like a month of my life just like trying to figure out what I did wrong, where just all this shit, it, it, the, the thought hit me was like, kind of all of this shit is for nothing. <laughs> you know, what I mean? I don't know, I don't know. I don't know how to get any more verbal than that. It's still just basically an effusive thought. But we'll get there, ladies and gentlemen. But in the meantime, I'm less, uh, I was being, I was, it was kind of ominous, like this new harvest that's coming up with the Coot Special. Fuck! What am I gonna do with this shit? Like, it's just weird. I don't know what to do about it. But now I'm like, whatever. It's it's fucking genetics, you know? Like, I ran the genetics on purpose because I thought they would be good. It is what it is, you know. Moving on uh in the future there's going to be something different that i'm going to be uh, running as uh, a father i'll say i was being very oblique about it until recently actually i wasn't 100 sure until recently but the next project is going to be uh, a male project again just because i want to reset a little bit uh but uh right after that is still going to be a feminized project still kind of in the works which female it's going to be pretty sure it's going to be the sour cherry morgana but it might be one of a couple other things as well, and you know, honestly, there's some other projects teed up in the future. So, hopefully, the projects will be able to come in a more uh, accelerated past than in accelerated uh, pace than the past. Uh, it's taken me a long time to kind of get to this point with uh, some of my lines, but now that I'm here abstractly maybe, we don't have to get into the details, Uh, I think it'll be a lot faster to create some interesting projects for you folks. I think you will uh, enjoy some of the projects coming up. So, anyway, I think we'll just let the joint go out. God damn it, I when that happens. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what was I going to say? Well, fuck, that's about it, I guess. Uh, We'll be here tomorrow. We'll be goofing off. We'll be doing the whole, uh, we'll be trying to do game night. Uh, D, what do you think? We'll be trying. We'll be trying to pull it off. Uh, if we can't pull off game night, we'll just have an interesting conversation for a couple hours and then uh, call it at that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you guys would like to hop on tomorrow, you're more than welcome. We'll still do kind of one of these live shows. So don't know if we're going to do these live shows forever. But uh, in the meantime, we're doing it uh, uh, tomorrow. Really quite enjoyed just on a personal level. I really enjoyed tonight's show. I thought it was a, a fantastically interesting discussion. I don't know Mr. Spliff that well, so of course now we do. I because I didn't know him very well, now we do. I think know him quite a bit better. Plenty of stuff left to talk about. Clearly, there's obviously a need for a part two. Uh, we didn't even get into his growth style at all. I have I don't know, literally probably half the questions that I thought of, and, and more besides. Didn't even get a chance to ask him. So. Folks, I'm pretty sure we could have him on just about any time. It'd be great to have him back on. If you guys agree, feel free to email me. Uh, feel free to take a look at his website. We didn't even have a chance to look at his website or his Instagram. I think it's Mr. Spliff underscore of Cannabis. I am tired right now. I forget, frankly. So please forgive me for that. <laughs> but we'll figure it out. Somehow we'll get you that link, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, email me, I guess. If at chronictable.com and I'll get you the link for Mr. Spliff of Cannabis. Thank you very much, for our, my friends, for hanging. Uh, cheers, everyone in the chat, by the way. Midwest Grown, Ned Kelly, good to see you, buddy. Chasmanian Devil, good to see you, my friend. Crime War grows in the house. Cheers, Crime War grows. Uh, who else in here? Billy one, before twenty. good to see you, buddy. Dabby J, nice to see you, my friend. Uh, his first time with what? Uh, something, something, dry smoke. I can't see what it is. Okay, anyway. Cheers, Robert. Uh, who else in here? Bugs in the chat, like I said earlier. Uh D grows some boof, uh, evidently uh, uh, legit uh, a D, another D up in, uh, I guess, the frozen north. Cheers, D. Uh, who else in here? Agnes Beckett. Good to see you, Agnes. Uh, Bud Kilowatt, of course, hanging. Red Pill still hanging out. And uh, who else in here? Zesty Air in no. the house. Mr. Toad. It was good to see Mr. Toad hanging out. If he's still hanging out. Always a pleasure. We were trying to say, oh, I didn't see his comment. Maybe he actually did say, I was saying, hey, if you're free, Next Tuesday, did he respond? He may not have responded. Perhaps he was like, "Oh, don't put me on the spot," which I understand. You know, actually, that's kind of rude to talk about in the chat. I didn't mean to be rude, but you know, sometimes it can be rude. If Mr. Toad is listening, be happy to uh, text him. Uh, uh, if anyone, friends of his, Robert or anybody else that are uh, hanging out with Mr. Toad, feel free to text him because I'm not a hundred percent sure I follow. I'm pretty sure I follow him. will feel. Pretty sure, I follow the filial feel. Yeah, yeah, I follow the filial feel. That's hard to say. Filial feel. He always says, Can you filial feel me? Pretty sure, yeah. Thanks, friends. You're
2: side.
1: That's nice one. Nice one. Uh, well, she is touchy. She, she is pretty touchy. Yeah, she is. Uh, really gives great hugs. Thanks very much for uh, for hanging, my friends. Uh, be kind, be decent, be gentle, ladies and gentlemen. Dicks, uh, ticks, or inconspicuous. I still can't fucking rhyme shit on that. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for hanging. We'll be here tomorrow. To and, uh,
0: don't forget awesome, Wonderful, and uh, be kind, everyone. Uh, back to the, the some, days when uh, all the thing. things we knew were made of gold. As the world moves on. Sings a song, a in the old neighborhood As the clock strikes one, the memory lives just as it stood Like a quiet dream The shadows of that time are cast beneath the streetlight beam As the world moves on